Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fangs. And we're back, episode 79. And we got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Nathan Smith. Hello, man. All right. <laughs> That's your last name, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I hope I didn't fuck that up. <laughs> All right, man. This, this is going to be some fun. Uh, Nate is an engineer, um, auto engineer, but. Audio. Audio engineer. I said, he said auto. auto engine. He'd be working on Hondas. And- yeah. <laughs> working on planes and shit. You know what's hilarious is like you had before um, Joey showed up, you had three black guys in here and and just Nate. And Nate was the one eating fried foods and shit. <laughs> At Jay's place. Of all places. <laughs> he walked in with a box of soul food, man. <laughs> yeah, I woke up. Oh, you can speak was, a little closer to the mic. I woke up. That was like the first thing that popped to my mind. I was like, yeah, James, James. I was taking a nap. And first, like, I literally That mic sounds it. weird. You hear it? Like, sounds cool to me. Yeah, do the mic check. It's it's a little... Check, it, for, check, in my check. ears, it sounds... I think we got the wrong headset. That's what it is. Should I be like this? I don't know. Yeah, I can hear I you. Hear. I hear you perfectly fine. Yeah. But... His mic is That's like... That's something y'all got to work out between y'all. I'm just chilling. Check, mic, check. I feel like kind of hear my... Honestly, I don't know if I can hear my... You the engineer. You better fix this. Which mic? <laughs> <laughs> we're rolling. We're going to get all this shit done while we're just while we're doing our thing. So it's, Eddie is number one. I'm good. I'm number two. Yeah. Nate's number three. Put those headphones on or something. Oh, no. You're not number three. You're number four. Hold on. Check, check. Oh, yeah. oh, figured it out, baby. Uh, yeah. Hadouken. So I'm going to be back here. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was up, man. Yeah. All right. Luckily, so, you caught that. You would have been yeah, quiet. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, I love fried chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. Now, uh, Nate, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, shit. I mean, I'm an audio engineer. You know what I'm saying? I, I work at Paramount Recording Studios. Uh, the position I'm in is basically... Um, Independent contractor, right. so not technically employed by anybody. Mm-hmm. That ten ninety nine, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but yeah, so you know, some gigs will be assistant engineer gigs. Some of them will be actual like engineer, first engineer gigs. Um, but it kind of all just depends on the client. Some people come in not booking an engineer, mm-hmm. and they like expect to have one. So then you kind of just got to take over. It's, right. You know, it's kind of all up in the air a little bit. But yeah, is that stressful? Like. You know, you got a, some big wig coming in, and he's expecting it to go a certain way, and it's just you sitting there. Like, yeah, well, I mean, especially because me, like, if I shave too, like, I look super, super young. So they look at me like, what the fuck does he yeah. know type shit? Yeah. But, and wait till I hop on the keys, and then, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's over. Up the Pro Tools. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> that's yeah. dope. Yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah, we've had all kinds of, we had artists on here, actors. Yeah. Never had an audio engineer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I w- I remember I sent you. Remember I sent you that that uh, Mrs. Crouch that picture a long long time ago. What did it say? It was just your class picture. Oh, yeah, my brother in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I still got all those too. Really? Yeah, my mom kept all that shit. Yeah, and it's like everybody that I'm still hella close with. Yeah, like we were just out with like five, everybody. six of our uh, elementary school. Like you know what I'm saying? From- yeah, that's dope. I just I was scrolling through some uh, a whole bunch of pictures one day. And then it just popped up, and it was my brother on there. It was Joe Maynard. It was Nate. It was um, DJ Reed. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, 
and I, it might have been some other people, but those are the people I've seen on there. I was like, man, this is like a low key, like a classic picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy well, to think about. Definitely. And what's dope is there's like a little culture popping. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's people like you know Nate, DJ, Joe Maynard, like, and they're all like ascending, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So I, I like to be a part of that. Yeah. So like when I see you guys doing things out in the world, I'm like, that guy was on a podcast. You know. Yeah. That yeah. guy's doing something. Mm-hmm. So no offense to anyone that listens, but I, we're more likely may not have you on the podcast if you're not doing anything. You have to. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's what <laughs> people don't get. Unless you're related to me, then you can kind of, like, you know. I don't know. Me. Probably not. Probably not. No, because yeah. I, I got some people I'm related to. I would never have them on. Yeah, here. that's not true. I don't know why I said that. I'll yeah. That back. <clears throat> yeah. Stop talking, Keith. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start it off. Uh, recently, there was a uh, concert with the artist Zakari, who was signed to TDE, uh, is inter- TDE Entertainment, correct? Type Dog Entertainment. Yeah, um, which is ran by Kendrick Lamar, correct? <laughs> what, what, what was <laughs> no. it? Who is it? No, Top Dog is the person that runs Top Dog. Top Dog is one that, but, but it, it has people Kendrick. like Kendrick Lamar, right. Schoolboy Q, Abso, all these guys. Um, and you know he's one of the newer signees to the to the label. Got it, got it, got it. But the biggest one from it is Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Him and like Schoolboy and all them on it. So yeah. excuse my, uh, you know my mishap. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm 34 yeah. years old. <laughs> <laughs> kind of out of the loop a little bit. <laughs> but uh, Keith, uh, tell us a little bit about how that went. That concert. Yeah. So uh, probably early on in the week, um, I seen this girl Amanda. She posted the. He put out a flyer. Zakari put out a flyer on. His um on his Instagram and she posted it and uh, basically said it's a free concert at Ridgeview um on Friday and I was like oh snap this is dope so uh I talked to a couple of people I was like hey is you, like I asked a couple of my <coughs> friends are they going and then I actually checked back to RSVP for the event because he had an Eventbrite link in his bio right I clicked on the link and then it was sold out. But yeah, Same happened to me too. yeah. So I don't know like how it happened. But actually, when I went, there was a lot of seats left mm. in the in the thing. So I don't know if they wanted to keep it condensed or they didn't want to fill it up because like he very well could have like you know pretty much filled that that place up. But yeah, it, it was it was just dope. You know, Zakari is a person that he actually is from Bakersfield. Um, like he's, like Eddie said, he signed a TDE. Um, and, you know, he made it on Kendrick's album. He made it on a Black Panther album. Um, he has a bunch of bunch of features with a bunch of people right. um, across the industry. And, um, yeah, he put on a free concert, and it was really dope, man. And a lot of the crowd were, were Ridgeview students, and you could tell they had, like, a genuine love for him. Like, That's yo, dope. Like, so, like, honestly, like, so proud for him to – for them to be, you know, walk in the same hallways as, you know, a guy like Zakari. And, uh, you know, they, they knew a lot of the songs, even, you know, of course the more popular songs like, uh, love and stuff like that. Yeah, that's but my they, joint right there. They knew, um, songs off of his EP and stuff like that too. So it was really dope. Um, just overall. And, you know, just to see a guy like we, we always talk about right. a guy from your own hometown, right. Just doing something like that of that scale is, you know, something that we can, you know, all strive to do one day. So for sure. yeah, I agree. And I just appreciate the fact that he reps the town too. Yeah. Right. I'm saying, cause it, it's a few people out of Bakersfield that like silent on it. You know right. They really don't talk about it. Like they, they're from here, but they don't like appreciate it for what it 
you know, gave to them. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's, yeah. I just found out there was a, it was from a very like unfortunate event because um, his father passed away, but there's this uh, K pop artist mm-hmm. came out of Bakersfield. Bro, was like 2.5 million followers. Damn. He like grew up, I'm pretty sure, like almost his whole life type thing. Yeah. And like lives in Korea now and shit. And it's just like, what? He's definitely like the most famous person out of here for like the longest. Oh yeah. My God. I think he's like a little younger than me or it's probably around the same age. Like nobody's even ever, you know what I'm saying, heard about him because he didn't mm-hmm. like rep the town and shit. Like wow. That. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just crazy. I just found out about that too. And That's like, crazy. Yeah. So it's a lot of people like that. And then a uh, dude won like a jazz Grammy like mm-hmm. two years ago, last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's, just, it's a lot of people doing shit out of here. But right. Because mm-hmm. I think he went to Highland like around when my dad went, I think. That's crazy. It's crazy. You think about there's many different like groups like Corn is out of here and shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like fuck. it's crazy. I got to uh, meet them at Paramount. Uh, oh, I got really? to like help uh, set up one of their sessions. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was crazy. I was That's just like, cool. I talked to him. I was like, "Yo, I'm from Bakersfield. Like, my dad went to high school with y'all." Oh yeah. shit! It was like a really crazy moment, That's and they wild. were like all so nice, like <clears throat> super like humble people. Like, I also think though, like I, because I had to like step back a little bit because I did kind of come in like you know. There's a bunch of people from Bakersfield not repping Bakersfield or not like it, at least saying that acknowledging the fact that you're from Bakersfield. Right. But I had to step back and I was like, repping Bakersfield is more of like a hip hop culture. Not necessarily Bakersfield, yeah, but repping where that. you're from is more of a hip hop culture thing. Yeah. Um, you don't see too many people uh, outside of, you know, hip hop culture or certain instances where they're just, you know, promoting where they're from. You uh. see it in like basketball. You see it in... uh. You see it in uh, music. You see it in, you know, football and stuff like that. But I don't think, like, country artists are saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're Buck Owens and you got, like, yeah. a whole yeah. Bakersfield, you know. I'm from Bakersfield. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that people take pride in where they're from. It's not as popular in other genres. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will hear, like, actors, like um, um, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. You know, he'll rep. But he was a... He was an artist before he was an He actor. was an artist, uh, but you know, he'll he's an he's well known for being an actor. But tell me tell me an art like a strictly a actor in that you know where they're from. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know about a straight up actors. Yeah. But, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. hip hop it's like, yo, the, your first single, your first album is like Nas is like taking pictures, the mm-hmm. album cover is in New York. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just different. Yeah. But what I think about is this though, just in general. If Kanye West could be proud of the South Side of Chicago, or if you know Chance the Rapper, and these are places that you know are like the crime ridden, yeah, right. If you could take pride in being from somewhere like that, I could take pride in my city. Yeah, Hell yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's like people be killing me. They be like, "Man, Bakersfield trash, this and that." And I'm thinking like, dude, what do you have to offer this place? We talked about this. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if you don't have anything to offer here, you're gonna go somewhere and do the same shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like get off not even your high horse. You're not you ain't even got a horse. <laughs> <laughs> get off your skateboard, man. Yeah. yeah that's real. But yeah. yeah, it was just a dope concert. He performed pro- for probably like forty five minutes. Um it was it was just a cool experience. I'm I'm curious to see because I went to a Kendrick Lamar concert when Section eighty came out. It was at UC oh. Riverside. Mm. So just seeing him there and seeing him perform, like, you know, I haven't seen him live, but seeing right. him perform in arenas and stuff is, like, it's crazy how, you know, time flies and how, like, you 
consistently keep working and working and then you eventually become like the biggest hip hop artist. So mm. it'd be dope to see like where Zakari goes from here and you know right. how it uh how his music will, you know, sound two, three right. years from now. Just embodying and 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 embody embodying the incremental growth. Yeah. Being a part of that that program or not program but that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, like with us, you know, we've done like I've mentioned quite often, we've done this many podcasts every week without mm-hmm. taking a break. Like this is part of the mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. So when you look at a guy like Kendrick Lamar with Section 80, that was in what, 2012, 11 or some shit like that? Uh, I don't remember. It might have been earlier than might that. might have been earlier than that. Mm-hmm. But back then it was, it, was, it was only so many people like, yo, Kendrick about to pop. He dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, he, was, he was still one of those artists that was good. But yeah. sometimes when you're really good at something and you're coming out barely, people are too afraid to yeah, jump a, on the wave. Yeah, yeah. They, you got to be this super popular dude for everybody to, you know, you got to be like how that blue face type yeah. uh, backing behind you for people to be like, oh, I like blue face. You know, I have this idea too. I think it's easier to get on as a rapper if you're like a quote unquote gangster rapper. Mm. For some, like if you ever just YouTube some stuff. It'll be a little sub, you know, whatever, uh, something little, whatever after their name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at their music video. It's probably in the hood. It's probably thirty goons behind them, tattoos yeah. and everything. And then they got like half a million views. Wow. Versus like the the backpack rapper that's mm-hmm. like a lyricist, and you know, it's just him walking through the streets of wherever, yeah. rapping like these amazing lyrics. And it's, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Me and uh, me and Darius were actually talking about that like a while ago. And we like our theory was more of like it's the community around, you know, gangs and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. even just like tight knit neighborhoods like that. Yeah. And it's like if the homie's making music, you got like the 10 homies that's on your porch every day that's going to listen to it off the rip. Yeah. And then they got all their friends and family that they're going to share it to because yeah. they appreciate that type of stuff. And they don't think it's like looks bad or it's mm-hmm. corny or whatever. They're just like, yo, the homie's making fire music. Yeah. And like, you know, the backpack rapper doesn't have that. He probably mm-hmm. got his like, Maybe a couple of friends, they skate every once in a while type shit. Like, yeah. it's not really that close of a neighborhood like that. Because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that comes out and it'll just be some gangbanging shit. Yeah. And it'll just go crazy, like, first week. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just the community is so much bigger. You know what yeah. I mean? The network is like, there's so many more people to reach out yeah, to. Yeah, for Fuck. sure. That's a, I mean, that kind of sure. went into, like, 6 9 shit. Yeah. When he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, All yeah. his claims about, like, he did, like, the whole gang shit for the music mm. or whatever. But... I mean, it definitely affects it. Yeah, because he was making music before. Man, that was a hell of a fucking point. Because you think about Bloods and Crips, that's global. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, It's a whole network of people that's going to fuck with your shit just because they're a part of the same group as you. There's songs from Bakersfield that have... These rappers, um, outside of their... Like, they would have a diss song about whatever hood, like Mm -hmm. East Side versus West Side type thing. And it had, like maybe like 50,000 views or 60,000, which is a lot in Bakersfield. Oh, yeah. And it's just a diss song to another hood. And it's yeah. like, you know, the only reason this thing got that many views is because it's like a, you know, gangster rap, I guess. You know what I learned from this more than anything? That me and Keith should be Crips. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> like valid point. Yeah, fuck it. We'll be the only gang banging podcast <laughs> out there. Gotta watch who you bring on and stuff. Yeah, right. Bloods be like, oh, we're gonna see you. <laughs> no, you know, you're gonna start getting crazy comments if we mm-hmm. say we Crips. It's gonna be a comment like that nigga Keith a bitch, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh dang, that's crazy! I'm gonna guess that nigga Eddie all by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Catch that nigga Eddie slipping. Waiting <laughs> <laughs> outside of Beacon Studio. <laughs> oh damn! That's wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I was gonna mention on the mm-hmm. topic like how you're saying that the incremental jumps and like you right. know, progression and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like people really overlook that now too. Oh Because yeah. it's like they just you know, especially like of course like I post shit that like accomplishments that I do. You know, mm-hmm. try to get the cloud up. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to build a network for myself and the <laughs> yeah. clients and whatnot. Yeah. Because people like to see that type of stuff. But right. it's like the stuff that's getting posted and the stuff that's getting like, oh, you heard this and, you know, so-and-so did this and that. That's like one out of every like 20 to 30 yeah. little steps that came to fruition. Yeah, 100%. You know? Like mm-hmm. it's like, and that type of stuff happens like maybe once every couple of months. But in between that, it's like everyday steps. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Me and Joe, like all the time. We're always checking stats. We're like, yo, what mark did we hit today? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like every day is something new. You know right. what I mean? And if it's not, then it's like, how can we get better? And how can we like improve and keep that trajectory going up? Because mm-hmm. it's not just these big jumps. It's literally like everyday accomplishments, very like little by little. Yeah. I feel like people um, they don't necessarily see that all the time. So, Because yeah. people get discouraged. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, I see other people doing stuff or they feel like nothing's really happening. But it's like, you got to take the little wins. Yeah. Like, yes, you every do. time. Yeah. You really do because there's so much negativity and so much bad shit that goes on. Yes. It's like you got to keep that shit for yourself because, you know, it's just going to make the journey that much better. Bro, mm-hmm. you just hit the nail on the on the head. Because, you know, it's funny. Like, I'm glad I have Keith to bounce off of. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you and Joe talk to each other. It really keeps you encouraged because you'll be thinking like, man, this is we started with only getting this much of this. Nah. Hey, we talk about this shit every single time we see yeah. Like, we just, I think... uh G-I-S-O-Y, or one of Darius's songs just got on um, a new playlist or something on Spotify because his mm-hmm. his uh, monthly listeners have been going like over 10,000. Crazy. Yeah, it's it. like 12.8 today. Oh, my Yesterday God. Yesterday, it was like 12.3, and then it was like 11.8 the day before. Oh, and shit. Uh, yeah, that shit is just crazy. And it's like, yo, we were struggling <laughs> to get 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Just like views. You put some shit on SoundCloud, we couldn't even get like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, 500 views in a week. So it's just like every time you see where you're at now, it's you always got to go back and be like, yo, yeah. we did that shit. Yeah. You know I mean? Cause, but it's always at the same time, it's just this mixed emotion of, damn, we want to be so much further, but we already came so far. Right. You know I mean? So it's like the kind of the bogged down feeling of, damn, I can't believe we're not further. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like, yeah. we did so much already. Like we just got to. Yeah. keep going but when yeah, it, and it's like middle ground right like, yeah well that I'm kinda, going there i mean but. that kind of fucks you up too because it's like yo i don't feel accomplished sometimes yeah right you know what i mean it's like you you can sit there and say to yourself every day like oh look at this number that we hit and this and that but at the same time you want to be so much further and it's, it kind of keeps you from feeling the wind sometimes well yeah, yeah but it's it's when you're doing the work when you're doing the work and it's not like the thing that we have to realize is you can't directly control it. All you can do is keep working. Yeah. yeah. That's all you can do. And what's crazy is me and him check the analytics all the time. Uh, not as much because Keith kind of got me off it because I was always checking like, oh, we only here. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, just leave it alone. And like the more I don't look at it all the time, I look like, God damn. Yeah. Like me and Keith used to start off with six, seven listens. Then that shit went to 60. Then it went to 70. Then it went to 90. Then it went to 200. Then it went to two. I'm like, God damn. Like, people are fucking with this podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's a great feeling, but you feel like you should be further. And sometimes we don't mention this or we don't admit it, all of us, because you create, we all create. Um, 
you'll see someone that is getting more attention for what they're doing and it's like it's no slight to them mm-hmm. but it's like yo my shit is it's not even on par it's better than that oh yeah of course and you're like what the fuck but all you can do is keep working yeah i mean that's kind of the competition in all of us too mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean and plus it's like it's our art so right. we think we're making the right decisions so somebody else is making something different yeah you know what i'm saying it might not be like what we favor there you go but yeah no i completely agree with that yeah man Shit is a grind, dude. Dope. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's why we have people like him on the podcast. Yeah. I can't have a Joe Blow on here talking about <laughs> making a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just all for the, you know, saying the motivation. Right. Yeah. I feel like people really need that. You know yeah. I mean? People mm-hmm. really need the motivation. Yeah. I try to put that out as much as possible. It can get tough, man. You know, just trying to accomplish anything, whether it's owning a business or starting a podcast, making music. And um, you know, no, you feel like no one's listening, but you, you, you know. I think we all know if we're good or not. Yes, yeah. Because some, you so know, not, uh, some people don't. Some people don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna cap on you. Some people, mm. you know, because it's it's different when it's something that you create and it's coming out of you. It's like, like I said, you think you're making right decisions. Sometimes, you know, people can understand. It's like, oh, my shit obviously isn't as good as like Drake's or something. Yeah, right. But. Uh, there's a lot yeah, of people yeah. that have You're right. no idea how bad right. they are. <laughs> it's not as often, but it does happen sometimes. Yeah. You know what? That's a great point. But I think like if you're a person who's self-aware and you're really cognizant of what you're putting out. Yeah. I know it sounds kind of naive, but you kind of have an idea when your shit's good or when it's not. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. like every time you make like a new song, say, for example, for Joe, it's like we can tell it's like, OK, this song is way better than the other shit you've been working. Right. On. Or like this one, it's kind of cool, but it's not on par. And it's like there's, my bad. there's like different steps in it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you can. But at the same time, we're pretty self-aware. And, yeah. You know what I mean? We have like a good idea of like where shit sits in comparison to other songs. Um, yeah. And I mean, that can go for anything, too. But yeah. some people don't have that. Like, yeah, some people can't. Like I was having a conversation with one of my friends and um, they were just talking about like rapping and freestyling and stuff like that. And I don't think he, one of my friends, he wasn't able to admit that he wasn't the best freestyler in the world. <laughs> like every name that we brought up, like is, I was like, oh, I don't know. But he was like, when I really did it, I was really good. And then uh, I was talking about Tree. Um, mm. I was telling one, one of my other friends, I was like, I honestly think Tree could be him. And just like, being you know objective and then you know we brought it up and then he went into this whole tangent about like how he used to rap for nate dog and like mm-hmm. all this like all these stories about like rapping in high school and i was like oh man like i don't like i this the confidence is cool but at a certain point like you just yeah. have to be honest like maybe i'm not better than everybody yeah you know yeah, I mean, I feel like that's naive to think in the first place. Right. Which, but there is a crazy part that like there is somebody that's the best at something. Yeah. Yes. In the entire world, like yeah. there is that one person who's just at the top. But mm-hmm. it's just so many people. It's what's the odds that it's you? You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's not to say you still can't. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Do your shit. Like it's art. Yeah. Exactly. But here's the thing. You know. You know. It's not so much competition, but you know the problem with podcasting and the problem with music. It is incredibly oversaturated. Off tops. So yeah. what what happens is is me and Keith are doing our thing and I I'm a I'm a like a content whore. Like I'm always looking for different podcasts. <laughs> I'm always looking for different shit just so I could fill my brain up with different just different different work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay, their podcast is. I'll be like, "Oh, that shit's popping. Me and Keith got work you, to do." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'll be like, "Their shit ain't even close." 
Like yeah. this, our shit's way more entertaining and engaging than this. Like you know, yeah. and these motherfuckers are getting hundreds of thousands of listens, and yeah. it's like they're only getting listens because they're celebrities. They're horrible mm. at conducting conversations, and it's like I'm being objective because yeah. if I listen to a podcast on myself. I'd be like, maybe I should have stopped talking and let Keith finish his thought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I know my brain's on par. If I could listen to that and say that. Yeah. But but man. It- I, yeah, I I don't have that. Like I I was watching this guy named Ian Hussey. He's mm-hmm. uh I think he went to Ridgeview High School. And uh, he's a local like uh filmmaker and he makes music videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I looked at his demo reel and I was like, yo, this is amazing. And I sent it to Joey even. I was like, yo, this guy's he's at least with the visuals, he's far better than me. And um, like, I, I can admit that. I can admit oh, when, yeah. when a screenplay is better than mine, when movie, acting, oh, yeah. music, whatever, like I can look at it from the outside in and just be like, yo, you, your stuff is dope. Like you, you're head over heels above where I am. But I also know that that's like a point where I can strive to also. Definitely. Like, I can see that and be like, oh, I need to step my game up in this area. And then, you know, because I feel like I can do anything, you know, anything is possible. So oh, yeah. it's just a matter of, Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I feel like uh, one of the most important parts about it too is like you got to consume a lot. Yes, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like I feel like the reason why it's easier for like me and Darius to really tap in with what um... <laughs> <laughs> he's coming back in. You don't oh, have to close it. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that door was kind of loud. <laughs> yeah, um, my bad. But so it's like easier for us to like understand, you know, better versus worse. Where do I right. sit in there? Is yeah. because like we just listen to so much of it right yeah like, and just like you said like you can do that too because you listen to a lot of content it's a lot of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking door man <laughs> jesus there we go <laughs> go uh, ahead man no you're good. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's just like consuming a lot of content to s- place yourself in there and you know that might go into why some people don't necessarily have that within them is because like you know he they only listen to yeah. Bap. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They only listen to R and B. Yeah. Right. It's like if they went to make a hip hop song, they don't know where they you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They might think it's the greatest shit or the worst shit. Mm-hmm. But it's because they don't consume enough of it. So I feel like that's really important to always just great point. Yeah. yeah great point. True. See, here, my thing is this, I'm objective and I could say, like, man, me and Keith need to work harder. Like I'll listen to something, I'm like, fuck, they got a lot of energy. That's great, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll listen to something else and be like, oh, I don't know about that. Like we definitely better like my thing is is I, I can objectively look at something, but I also know who the fuck I am. Right. Exactly. And I don't want to sound cocky, but I know myself like I know what I'm capable of and I know where we're going to be. So I'll look at, I can look at something and say we're better than that mm-hmm. and not being a hater, though, mm-hmm. yeah. like seeing like that's where they're at. I can't take nothing away from them. They're at where they're at for a reason. Mm-hmm. But their shit ain't better than ours. Yeah. Like <laughs> bottom line. Yeah. That's just yeah. how I feel. I've heard Nate, you know, talk about certain mixes with popular songs. And he'd be like, yeah, that mix was off, man. Yeah. I'd be like to me, I you know I don't have the ears like he does, so I can't hear all of that. But I was like, hey, you know, the man is good. So what can I say? I'll just be too crucial on shit sometimes. This year, um, can you once you really start getting into it, can you view music the same? Like, no, nah. I think for me, wow. Once Not I got all. into like film school and stuff, <laughs> um, I could kind of separate the two. Where I'd be like, oh, they did that wrong. This is kind of mm-hmm. you know they should have. They screwed up this shot or whatever. Do you? Do you? Yeah, all the time for sure. It's yeah. Like when I listen to music now, it sometimes it sucks because it's like not even the feeling. You know what I mean? The well, that's what's so great about first listens. Your first listen to a song or something, 
that's like the biggest opportunity for you to feel it completely for what it is. Because mm-hmm. everything after that is all analyzing. Oh, like for yeah. me, everything is just like, damn, what you know, where did this song like fuck up at? Because for me, that's like what I listen to. Yeah. When you press play, the the things I'm really noticing that stick out are the bad things. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. but appreciate for how crazy it is for what's good about it. But right. the stuff where yeah, where it catches my attention, like, ah, oh, that was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's all the little <laughs> shit that they did wrong. Mm-hmm. Which sucks because now I'm just like, you know, I'm picking at mm-hmm. music. Yeah. That That's what I'm doing. Like I'm yeah. looking for bad shit. And it's yeah. like, why am I listening? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And looking for the bad stuff. Like, yeah. But that's just where my brain goes because it's more of like a you're almost looking to be impressed, huh? Yeah. yeah. You could listen with a, an objective ear, but you're also very analytical because it's second nature. That's what yeah. you do in your in your job and what your your passion is or what your line of work is. When you do that all the time, and we all listen to music every day. So it's hard not to say like, man, that's off. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's dope. But it would be so much better if he was to punch this in here. Yeah. You know, I don't. How hard is it to listen to the baby songs? <laughs> You see those tweets, huh? No, I didn't see the tweets. I just know, like, from hearing it, I can tell he's just saying one line and then saying one line. Yeah, yeah. oh, my God. For me, personally, I don't like hearing punch-ins. Yeah. And so, because I want everything to be fluent. I always want shit to sound like, you know, you spit it in one take, basically. Yeah. Um, So, for him, but it works for him because it's energy. Yeah. So, that was kind of like the give and take when we were talking about it. We were like, you know, it, it brings every line. It's like new energy is hidden every time because he's just jumping in on top of himself. Yeah. Um, So I kind of think that's where he takes it. But uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's when you when you start to get tripping over your own words, that's when it like it screws me up because it's like, yeah, it's like you're all jumbled. Yeah. It feels like um, instead of taking a word out, he's just like, all right, I'm going to move. Let me just go on top of it. Yeah. It's like you could have just took out the word a and you would (laughs) have had enough room to. Yeah. But. (laughs) No, I mean, but I fuck with him heavy, though. That's yeah. the thing, like, you know, yeah. favorite new artist type shit for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good rapper. Who's uh, who's some of the engineers you, you, do you have any engineers you look up to? Shit, everybody at Paramount. <laughs> there like, you for go. For real. As far as, like, recording and uh, some mixing, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, like, everybody at Paramount. Because it's like, every day I come in and I see the board and I see what clients are booked. And then you just see who's on it. And you're like, damn, bro, you finna engineer for him today? Like, yeah. you got, like, Young Thug, you got him, you got Migos, yeah. you got... Like the baby, um, I think three of the Paramount engineers uh, got credits for the baby's new album that just oh, nice. dropped because they engineered for it. You know, what I'm saying he just stopped in for a couple of days and did some shit. And, yeah, so it's like it's inspiration every time. Mm-hmm. And those are the homies too, which is crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's Man. just like close friends. Like we talk about whatever. So yeah, it's cool to just be in that circle. That's so dope. It's like it's we we talk about six degrees. Yeah, like six degrees of. Like, oh yeah, the, it's crazy though being in the position I am now. That degree is so much smaller for me. Right. Like, as far as, like, you know, what I want to be involved in. I mean, of course, it's still, you know, six degrees for whatever actor, you know, people across the world and stuff. But, yeah, it's like, you know. That chair is loud. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like Keith Keith laid a wet fart. That shit sounds like okay. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, well, I had to stop. I was, like, okay. I was thinking like, yo, Keith, how you just gonna fart like that when this man is talking? That's rude. Some uh, Antonio Brown type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Antonio Brown tried to pop up on the podcast, I'm like, hey man, 
Uh, did you just fart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, man. He, he, he the type of nigga that'll be tweeting about you during the podcast. Spelling all kind of words wrong. Yeah, this nigga Eddie a bitch. <laughs> I'll be like, did you just tweet that shit, nigga? Get out of here. <laughs> you on your phone tweeting the same shit? <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah, yeah no, that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Like the the degree of separation now that I'm in that position is like much smaller for what I want to do, and it's pretty oh, yeah. like wild. Mm-hmm. That's it's really dope. crazy. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of where you need to be because opportunities don't come from that sixth degree. You know what I'm saying? Nobody right. wants to fuck with the uncles, friends, cousins, sisters, brother, whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They yeah. don't want to fuck with that person way out there. If like, if you're that second in line, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a way better chance of you actually oh, getting some yeah. shit to happen. Yeah. Of course. That's yeah. True. And you know, what's, what's dope um, is I think whenever you're, whenever you're going for something, you tend to be within that six degrees, but not only that, but it seems like it's more attainable. Yeah. Like you mentioned your situation and then uh, Keith's doing interviews with, uh, with Tyron who was in the NBA. Yeah. And then you got a uh, Joe Maynard whose career is ascending like these people. And then um, we, we, uh, we had Caesar on, on episode like 20. Mm-hmm. He's an actor. So you got all these people doing things actively in the world. Yeah. So it just makes it that much more real for yourself. Yeah. But the motherfuckers that shit on this city and, and they're like, oh, this is garbage and, and this place is trash. They're not doing shit. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> I'm not saying they're not doing shit. They're not doing shit. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, I can't blame everybody though. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like the, the one thing, because there's always that argument of like, is Bakersfield really the problem? Mm-hmm. Uh, to an extent, it is only because there's no industry here. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would not have my job if I lived here, no, I have to be in LA. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You know, or, you know, it could be in like fucking Houston or like Atlanta. Yeah, or some yeah, shit. yeah. But, you know, it's, there's no industry for shit. No. So that is a huge barrier. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? That's not the problem with the place. Right. It's just a barrier that you got to figure your way around. Yeah. And hopefully, really, my, my end goal is to bring it here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to bring the industry here so that we can provide that for anybody that wants to do shit. Because it's even like the job network. Like, you know, people like complaining you can't find jobs out here and shit. Or if you do, it's like some shitty part-time shit. Yeah. You can't even afford enough. You know, shit's so cheap out here. Yeah. Rent. Cheap as fuck. Mm -hmm. Still can't afford it because there's no job that's going to give you fucking full time. Yeah. You know what I mean? For, you know. Yeah. a majority of like the the younger people that are coming yeah. up. Yeah, so yeah. It's like there's there's not really an industry out here for shit. True. Let alone you know something like art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me and Keith talk about that all the time, and you talk about trying to bring it here, and that's what Keith's doing. Which is it's just it's it's so cool, but it's just ironic um, that the, it's like this culture that's brewing. Yeah. Like you're out there doing what you're doing, but you're trying to bring it back. Keith is out here working all the time. This this dude is fucking. Always recording, always shooting, always writing scripts, always coming out with stuff. And I don't know anyone that's doing that. I'm not saying that there's not anyone doing it, but not anyone at the, at the frequency of Keith. Mm-hmm. Like in the type of relationships that Keith has built in the city because he does create. But he was going to New Mexico State. So he went out of the city, out of the state to yep. get something and bring and it bring back. It back. Yep. You in L.A. trying to bring that industry here. Exactly. So... That's the crazy thing. Like, there's literally like this tribe, you know, that's like brewing out here. People not really seeing it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the difference too of uh, just repping your city, right? And actually trying to support it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's mm-hmm. like I could talk about Bakersfield all day when I'm out there, but if I personally, I feel like if you're not actually doing nothing to bring it back, 
that don't mean shit mm-hmm. right at all you know like okay you're talking about it do you really care about it do you care about the culture and the people you know what i mean because that shit was hard as fuck for us to come up you know what i'm saying yeah it's like, i don't want shit to be that hard for anybody because like you know it could have very well been me that like just gave up yeah you know what i'm saying yeah it's like i know it's a fuck ton of other people that already gave up so yeah if we can you know you know? bring that here and provide it yeah and of course i'm not acting like this is all like self-righteous and shit yeah off tops it's gonna be a business yeah don't get me wrong i'm trying to bring a studio here professionally so i can yeah. make money off it too yeah but i want to have that place for people here you know what i mean so that mm-hmm. they can come up and Man. you know just have it work both ways because it's like you can't do that just for you know the culture it's like yeah, yeah. you still got to make some fucking money yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you'd be a fool not to make some money off. Yeah. but that's the coldest part because there's nothing here yeah that's what people don't realize it's like the times to get in on shit is when there's nobody doing it and nothing yeah. around it. Yeah, yeah. That's when first, you're like the one yeah. of the first ones and you can really have a higher stake in the situation. Yeah. So it's like for me, you know what I'm saying? Open up a studio. It's going to be, you know, one of the first ones besides Beacon and then like shit downtown, but they don't even like book people. and sh- I don't even know. They <laughs> yeah. got a weird situation. But like, <laughs> you know what I'm like it's hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Certain people don't fuck with that. So, yeah. But yeah, like we got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Make a business for the town and just have it, you know. Yeah for each other you know I, i've seen it i heard it a million times where i'll be like or people will mention it to other people like hey this guy's writing a movie called the field you know it's going to mm-hmm. be a movie about bakersfield and then every time i say that it's not a new idea i'm not preach. i'm not sending it or telling it to people as it's some original thought but like i'm actively pushing towards it you know right. and hopefully next summer we'll actually be shooting but you don't know how many times people have said, like, yeah, I used, I had an idea about Bakersfield, too, and it was about, you know, whatever idea. Or, you know, I had this movie idea that I wanted to do about Bakersfield right in the hood over here. And it's like everybody says that. Yeah, but what did you, like, you do, though? Yeah, that, I think yeah. that's the thing well, that separates us, right? It's crazy that you said that, too, because, like, I've heard that type of stuff before, mm-hmm. and I never seen no product come out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's because people become their mindset becomes a product of the city. Meaning, like, you talk about there's no resources. So, automatically, they shut that off. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, the crazy thing about once we kind of, me and Keith had a little conversation about a podcast, we just went all in. Mm-hmm. I, and you kind of got to. Yeah. To be honest, like, going in half-assed from the beginning, it's like, you're setting yourself up for big failure. bro. And you got to be motivated about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But some people, I think, they have that initial motivation. Like, yo, it's going to be crazy. Because I talk to a lot of people who are like, Oh, I'm gonna set up my own studio, or I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna yeah. do that, and I'm like, all right, here's like all the tools you need. I got a, I got a list in my notes that's like literally every single piece of gear that you could need for a home studio with prices and links. When people hit me up asking like, oh, yo, like what do you record with? Or whatever, yeah. I send them the whole shit. Yeah, I'm like yeah. you want to go for it, like do this shit. Like here, it's literally like handing yeah. it to you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever done it. I've sent it off maybe like 30, 40 <laughs> people. Not people a single one has ever like podcast. built their actual studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. You know, some people, they, they like the idea at first, but they're not really, like, invested emotionally in it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple of days later, it's like, they yeah. just give up. Until they see somebody really just popping, like, man, you just use with Young Thug? Yeah. Hey, man, so where can I get to? Yeah. That's because they didn't, they, they didn't really want to do it. They yeah. just liked the, the idea. Yeah, that, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can make money. I can be famous. They like, I the, can be they like the allure of it. Yeah. It's but, too much fucking work to yeah. even consider that. Yeah. But that's a good thing. The good thing about it is all the work. Yeah, no, it is. Because it makes it harder for everyone else to fuck with it. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> it, it's that barrier of like, yo, people that made the shit, for the most part, right. there's a reason, bro. They exactly. Put in so, so much work. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, this it's crazy when you realize that. Like I think coming up, you didn't really realize all the work that had to go in for at anything. all. Like yeah. even you know I, the one of the things I tell you in film school is like even a bad movie, you know, good movie or bad movie, they still put in the same amount of times. Exactly. So it's just like you know they spent however many hours to make uh, this great Marvel movie, and then DC spent the, an equal amount of hours to make a lesser movie. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully, ain't no DC fans here. Oh, yeah, it's just the truth, I guess. That's pretty crazy. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers got hard in film, bro. Yeah, I had to take like a video for audio <laughs> class, and mm-hmm. like we just had to basically the whole class was like shoot a music video for yourself oh wow and uh that shit was mad fucking difficult yeah i didn't realize like yeah oh what's, my god yeah what's happening a lot is like a, a few different people around town are asking for you know different visuals for like you know their 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 business or whatever mm. and then um like just earlier today we'll we shot for like three hours it was probably an hour setting up and we shot for like two and a half hours maybe and um, the video will probably be a minute. It's crazy. Jeez. Yeah. Bro, I did the little short film with Keith, and I was just like, what the fuck? We were here they, for two hours. Yeah, they did They did, uh, They did. did a like a camera from the front, then from the side, then from the back. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I had That's to go. That's so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> ain't shit happening. <laughs> ain't, ain't shit happening from the back over here. <laughs> Pause, bro. Yeah, just, yeah. All right, all right, Keith, stop talking. All right, now. Yeah. But it's so much that went into that short film, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Fuck," you know. And I it's fig- cr- yeah, it's it's funny. I'm sure you've been in the um in the booth with a rapper that can't finish his verse. Oh yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, well, right you know on. what's crazy is that like that ha- happens way more often at Paramount what? than it does like really? at my home studio because I, you know, I structure my sessions like pretty short like mm-hmm. two hours of course you can book more than that if you want but like the goal is like let's get a song in two hours yeah and pretty much everybody does it almost mm-hmm. every time now um but at paramount you know mandatory typical session is 12 hours it's a lockout because you get a cheaper rate oh wow and so it's like 12 hour session they might do a verse i remember yeah. there was one session he oh. didn't even get half a verse in 12 hours oh my god and i was like yo they just spent how much on this room? And they're like a signed artist. And yeah. this what? is what they came out with? Bro. Damn. It's serious. You see the highs and the lows. It's a lot of, you know. That's sad. Yeah. yeah. It's not It's not the business at all. And probably, film is so much. I feel like location has so much to do with it for yeah. y'all. It's like trying to get a place with the right people, with the right props and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, I just got to set up a mic in a room. Yeah. Like, I'll yeah. be cool. Yeah. It's, I think it, there's a lot of similarities though, which is pretty cool. Because yeah. you have this sort of like, you know, a director and an actor has this like a similar relationship to like an engineer and a in mm. in an artist. Where you're kind of like sometimes you're coaching them along or like, you know, hey, you should say this line like this or something like that. But yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's crazy. It's a lot that goes into it. Like, um, like, like I was saying, we hopefully sh- shoot it next summer. And um, I've been working on the script for dang near three years so it's like it's a real it's a real process like just trying to trying to get it right yeah there was also a project being you talked about we'll keep that private between us but Mm -hmm. there was something i was telling you to continue to keep writing about yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. i Mm -hmm. want to see that come to fruition as well yeah i feel like that might be one of the biggest motivators too it's like just having ideas and like yeah we gotta get this out yeah Yeah. like i want this to be a real thing yeah right right. yeah i remember kanye 
I'm pretty sure he said this. He was saying like uh, he's not really afraid to die. But oh, yeah. he's just afraid that he won't get all his ideas out before he dies. Wow. Yeah. That's why he'd be saying a bunch of wild shit. Yeah. <laughs> I am Shakespeare. <laughs> like, nigga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, he'd be wilding out, man. Mm. Just, I don't know. He like It's, it's wild. Like he said, uh, I remember me and my dad were watching the after Hurricane Katrina happened. Yeah. We were watching all the like the fundraiser thing mm-hmm. going on. Or and um, Chris Tucker and uh, Michael Myers mm-hmm. were talking back and forth, and it panned over to Kanye. I think Kanye and Michael Myers were near each other. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but he said the president doesn't like black people. And then they both looked at each other like, "What, what the <laughs> fuck just happened?" <laughs> and they cut his mic, and then he just started. I was like, "Oh my yeah, god!" Kanye might got CTE. Nah, he ain't took no hits to the head. See, it's just, I'm joking, but it's just <laughs> a, it's a foot like a football injury from oh, too many shit. blows to the head. Damn. Yeah. Nah, that nigga just need to take his medication on time. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into some topics. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. We kind of we didn't really go off on a tangent, but you know, we 44 minutes we just talked about. Yeah. You know, I had another quick question. Okay. Um, for you, uh, I know for me sometimes like I'll I'll look on YouTube. And I see certain like filmmakers and like these YouTubers slash filmmakers and they're they're giving advice on whatever, or teaching a lesson on something. And sometimes I'd be like, that's not actually true. Yeah. Um, do you see that sometimes? Like a lot of these YouTube engineers and stuff like that? Uh definitely like the the less professional ones, the mm-hmm. ones that aren't necessarily in the industry doing like the high quality stuff. Yeah. Um sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rem- there was this one, I seen it because a rapper posted it. Uh, I won't say who it was, um, but not, nobody from Bakersfield, though. But mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about how to hold a mic when you're on stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the rapper posted the little shit on his story on Instagram. And he was like, this is how you're supposed to do it. And this is why. And then he posted the link to the video. And I'm watching him like, this is all so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, yeah. Because, you know, these types of mics. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Omnidirectional. Uh-huh. If you cup the capsule, you're turning it cardioid. You're yeah. not letting it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like absorb all those. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, yo, you you don't know what you're talking about right now. And this mm-hmm. shit got like 500,000 views. Oh my Hella God. people in the comments. Now it's like a whole generation of rappers that all hold their mics right at the top. Yeah. Oh my God. That are God. totally just screwing their sound and so, making it so much harder for the live sound. Yeah. So you're not projecting good enough. It's just way more muffled and just, you know, well, because then there's like the... I should know this fucking word, but it's like um, when you get a certain distance from a mic, like closeness, right? Um, the bass uh, response is like Got way it. higher. Yeah, so like right like, now. Yeah, like when you get hella close now, it's like way more. Bass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like it's way more bass because of the closeness. It's got a name I fucking forgot, but mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, and then that effect happens too because now they're like right here with it. Yeah. So yeah. it's all low end. Like you're not yeah. getting. Like, it's just the ugliest I, sounding. Like a lot of live uh, rap shows sound so terrible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, that that's the crazy part because it's like historically, like rap shows always sounded the worst because it's a a two track. Yeah. probably with the vocals on it. Mm-hmm. And then now yeah, you got the artists the with their vocals. So now you're competing with the sounds that can never match up mm-hmm. because they want to hear you live. But now you got two sets of vocals and now right. the beats too low. And then if you got stage monitors, then the rapper like wants to hear more of the beat. Yeah. So they turn it up. Turn it up. But now you got to turn your vocals up and it's yeah. just like this back and forth to turn it shit up because it yeah. doesn't work out. It's oh like that. You usually don't have that with a band. Cause yeah, you know we, um, we went to, 
the Gambino concert. And that's yeah. when I was I was telling you that during yeah. the concert. I was like, Ray Schremer came on and, you know, of course they got hits and mm-hmm. all their stuff is so 808 bass yeah. and super bassy. And um, they they did exactly that. They're playing the whole song and then they're just singing lyrics over the song. Mm-hmm. Over the song. Yeah. And then Gambino came on and it, the sound was almost impeccable. Really? Like, yeah, it was crazy. Hear everything. The band sounded amazing. Yeah, a live like, band. Hear every single instrument. It was it was so dope. But it, well, it, there's so many other elements too why it sounds bad. Like you guys mentioned that with the rappers, but the rappers are also breathing hard and sweating. Yeah. They probably <laughs> smoke two two <laughs> sacks of weed. Yeah, and the, like, and everybody put your motherfucking hands off. <laughs> put your motherfucking hands off. <laughs> Everybody, all the ladies play with your pussy right now. <laughs> Put your pussy in the air. You're like, what? <laughs> they really funny. be on that shit, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so there's like, you know, that's like the YouTube engineers like that, or like yeah. the YouTube producers that like kind of think they know what they're yeah. talking about, but not necessarily. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, there's people who are like actually doing it, like Alex Tume, you know, saying people like that. Um, he's, I feel like he's probably the biggest, like, um, social media mm-hmm. present. Uh, mm. engineer um that gives actual good advice and and what you'll notice i find about people who are giving like the actual like the right advice or the good advice is that most of the time they'll talk about shit and but it'll be very like not vague but more so of like anything works mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh. at the end of the day like it's art so yeah. you can create it however you want. There is no right way. Don't mean it's not going. But there's it's, like yeah. guidelines. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? like we said, you don't want to cut the fucking mic. Mm-hmm. But you know, it will give it a certain sound. So if mm-hmm. that's what you wanted, then you're gonna do that. Yeah. So that's what I find about the people who actually know what they're talking about. It it'll be very like you know here and there. Yeah. yeah, I think the small things are big things, and I just like for example this podcast. I don't know how many people would listen if we sounded really fucked up. Like if it was like, yeah, man, from, 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 from. <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, I can't listen to Eddie because he sounds Crazy. fucking stupid. Yeah. So it's important that the clarity is on point. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the number one thing people, because I did a lot of research on podcasts. You know, if you if you start out a podcast and it's really like low and mundane and people are going to, they're going to tune out. Yeah. Or if the, if the clarity's fucked up, then they're going to tune out too. It's just like distorted and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I feel like the... um having shit equal from start to finish. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like the loudness wars type shit too. I feel like it. everybody wants to be louder. Yeah. You, know yeah. you want louder music, shit needs to hit harder. And that goes for like, I feel like this type of thing How do you feel too. about that? The loudness war? Um, I mean, the, the loudness war for people that don't know is just like, in music, they're just trying to push the limits of the volume or, I don't know, you could probably explain Yeah, that. I mean, basically that. Like people just want shit to be louder and hit harder. But the thing is, it's like digitally, there's always zero. Yeah. So everything that you hear, shit might sound louder than others, but everything's hitting zero. So nothing's louder than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's literally just more compressed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if maybe on the other song that the dynamics are better, meaning that's like there's a better, a greater higher and lower mm-hmm. of certain shit, mm-hmm. um, there might be like a little like piano in the background or something, mm-hmm. and it might come off quiet. But then like loudness words and stuff squash it. Now the piano is super loud. So it sounds like the track is louder overall. But it's really just squashed mm-hmm. so that there's like no dynamics anymore. Oh, basically. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like shit to hit too. Not, <laughs> like, I can't sit here and act like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. uh, a thing that people perceive as like, yo, this sounds better. Yeah. You know I mean, because it does. When shit just hits harder and it's louder than the song before, mm-hmm. you're automatically like tuned in a little bit more. Right. Yeah. So, 
I mean, it's it's definitely got its place, but it is kind of fucked up because, like I said, there's like no dynamics really. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you won't get this like great yeah. high and low. Yeah, but at the same time, like that's coming from hip hop, right? You know and I mean, there's mm-hmm. shit out there. Of course, it's like ballads. There's like rock songs that'll get like hella low and like intense and build up and build up. But mm-hmm. you know, I remember um, J Cole was he had a kind of like push back against that idea. Like his some of his later albums, if you can literally hear it, like you'll play. Um, what's his middle child and then yeah. the next song would be a DJ Khaled song and you'll be mm. like yo this is way lower than this DJ Khaled hell song. yeah, yeah. Especially when DJ Khaled get on there. <laughs> Yelling his shit. I want everybody to stand up! <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know they do this I don't, I don't know if it would be considered a loudness war but in commercials. Oh, the yeah. commercials are always commercials are like some of the loudest shit. Yeah. But you know what I think I mean I could be totally wrong but I feel like the TV industry does that on purpose? Of like course. they like they they set the commercials to come off higher mm-hmm. because yeah. you know they're trying to get the audience yeah. attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes those motherfuckers kick in like yeah, Bruh. especially on the like internet. Two in the morning and that should have come on like yeah. 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 yeah, especially yeah. them infomercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> infomercials be nuts. Yeah, they're always selling some weird shit. Yeah. That's always really weird. Yeah, because it's you, like new inventions. It's do like, you want to <laughs> chop your vegetables in two minutes? Flash. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. So you're talking about the bowl, huh? With the little slices on it. Yeah. <laughs> I my mom, my mom was buying one of those for real. Oh, she did. Yeah, she was like this close. Okay. <laughs> so that's how they get you, man. They turn on this infomercial at two in the fucking morning. Yeah. Or they got some weird, random, uh, uh black pastor screaming into the fucking microphone, <laughs> selling holy water. Yeah. Oh, holy water on twenty five dollars. Everybody come to my church. Yes. You be like. Nigga, if you don't get your motherfucking ass out of here. That's funny. All right, man. Let's get into some topics, man. This 53 minutes of just straight. I don't think we're having ever... such a great time. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I'm not like a talker, though. Right. Oh. Like, in like, I don't know, in just regular life. I just like to observe mostly. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just hella fun. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what? That's why I think, and this is no offense to anybody that does radio or listens to radio constantly and loves it, but the radio generation is dying. Mm-hmm. It is. And the podcasts are taking over. It's because the transparency, you know, the conversations. Yeah. You know, nobody can tell me what the fuck to do. You know, I don't have to. You're not going to bleep me. You're not going to mm-hmm. censor me. So yeah. these conversations are a lot more um, just raw. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just more real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just off the dome, too. It's like there's not like a yeah. set script. Ain't, really. no, ain't no scripts here. Mm-hmm. You know, Nate, the only thing Nate came in here with was some soul food. He was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even ready to talk about anything. Yeah. Food. He had some catfish and, and macaroni and cheese. He, he didn't have no script over here. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Switching gears. Um, people who go for it. Um, we had a little bit of a conversation earlier, and all the the actors you see, you know, the people like Kevin Hart or Dwayne Rock Johnson or whoever it is, Gwen Stefani or whoever. Mm-hmm. All these people were just like Nate, just like me, just like Keith, mm-hmm. just like Joe Maynard. Uh, I think you turned my mic. My oh, thing. that's yours? Yeah. Wait, I <laughs> that's you number three. three. Yeah. You're number four. You're number four. This one? Yeah. yeah. Remember, we, uh, you, weren't, you weren't talking. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's number four yeah. now. I have your headphones, <laughs> so we have to figure this out. Try number one. Uh, is that, ha- is no, that yours? That's not me. That must be. Oh, yeah. That got to be okay, yours. So, yeah. too. Oh, okay. so that, I don't know how they have the headphones. <laughs> is that where you're that's at? That's mine. Okay. Yeah. That mug is loud. I feel like a DJ Khaled song talking to myself. Is that better? Yeah, yeah that's better. good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just had a lot of sound coming into your headphones? Uh, no, it was just like a little bit loud for me. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Engineer over here. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Nah, I, shit, I got to be wearing uh, damn ear protection and shit. Yeah? Just, yeah, in sessions, like every time for sure. It's, it's loud. super loud? Yeah, they just slap that shit for no reason. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. It doesn't need to be that loud. <laughs> Niggas be in the studio going deaf, smoking hella blunts. Nah, literally. <laughs> that's the crazy part. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of young, young artists, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that are just like, they're going to be deaf in like 10 years. It's, right. it's a lot of like favorite people's artists right now, like biggest people in the industry that's yeah. going to be like out of commission in like five, 10 years. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah. I love your song. Huh? I love yeah. your song. Huh? And they're wheezing. And <laughs> Joey, Joey, the photographer that just came in here, he, um, he went to bricks last night. Oh, and he's wow. taking pictures and mm. the music was so loud. Like it just like, yeah, and no, he's, I, he's already have one. I wear mine to the club now too. Really? Yeah. People would be thinking I got like hearing aids and shit. Yeah. It's just like these little clear blue, like, um, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like um, basically earplugs mm-hmm. that you know when you put in earplugs, it's like there's no high end anymore. Right, mm-hmm. it's earplugs that like keep the frequency spectrum flat. Right, for the most part, mm-hmm. and just bring it down. That's cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you can kind of still hear. It's like you could still mix on them if you wanted to. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I'd be taking them to the clubs. Like I don't risk it no more because my shit's already fucked up. So. Yeah, you need Dang. your you need your fucking ears to hear what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I'd rather not go deaf too. Like, yeah, yeah that dude, would be so great. Important. Hey, you hear about that new engineer? All this shit slap. He deaf, bro. He's deaf, bro. <laughs> he just turned all that shit all the way up. Yeah. They say Be- they say Beethoven was deaf. DJ deaf. <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends the other day. I was telling her like, how, but how do you know he's really deaf? Can you prove that? I mean, it's just him who's telling you that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There might be like evidence, but it's like at the end of the day, he could just be capping for the cloud. Yeah. Yeah, Beethoven could have been just capping for the clout. I told her I was like, no, because <laughs> no, I mean, like, who are you going to talk about? The dude that's making like some fire, you know, compositions, or the deaf guy who's yeah, making fire compositions? That's real. Ooh, that's he might have just unlocked the key back then that nobody even realized. Yeah, he got the most popular song on those little Casio pianos. Which one? It's called For At Least. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first song anybody learned. Yeah, low key, I think it was Captain. Though. <laughs> he probably was, but you know, he probably was playing it off. They were like, "Are you deaf?" He's like, "Huh? huh? Yeah, you know exactly what he suck said. my dick." What'd you say, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I was really saying that back then too. Huh? <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, people who people who go, go for, for it. it. Yeah, uh, you know, we got people like Kevin Hart, Dwayne Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, whoever Stevie Wonder, whatever. Stevie's blind. But these are all people that. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> he can't go for it because he's blind. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck. That was terrible. <laughs> how many other How many other blind artists do you see out there besides fucking Stevie Wonder? Hey, that's it's yeah. not many. Yeah, Stevie yeah. Wonder had the balls to sing. Yeah, because some motherfuckers are like I can't see. Like that's yeah. another, you know. But it, an excuse to be exactly like, out. right. So you guys want to laugh at me? You want to chastise me for making a fucking point? <laughs> Okay, no, but um, basically all these people are just people who went for it, you know, yeah. but those same people are people like me, Nate, mm-hmm. Keith, uh, fucking Joe Maynard. Um, mm-hmm. It's just we're at the very beginning stages and we're probably further along than a lot of people. But at the same time, we're doing the same thing as them. But the biggest difference is, is when people don't really care about you until you make it or you make it into the, in their eyes. Yeah. But, dude, we're going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going for it. And a lot of people may not appreciate it. There, there's some people that listen to the podcast every week or people that know what Nate does or Keith. And they're like, 
it's like this little tribe of people that are always like, man, keep it up, man. That shit was dope. Mm-hmm. Or that was cool. And it's usually like the same group of people that keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. But then you might catch a couple new people to come and say something. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit. Appreciate you. But we don't we don't got that that Drake following yet. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, but it's the cool part is like those new people, you know, those one or two. Right. Eventually they become part of that. Yes. You know and then mm-hmm. every time, you know what I'm saying? They're just like giving you praise and stuff. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's the same thing we were talking about earlier with the incremental steps. Yeah, you know, it's like one new person every time. It's like, that's yeah. crazy to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Any type of improvement. Right. Like you fuck with me. That's crazy yeah. to me. Like I, I don't have a platform. Like I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a fucking truck driver. Yeah, yeah. I'm but not that's some... that's what's dope though, because it's like you know, it's it's really hard to see like the masses coming to you. Right. Just like like that, but. You know, it's just like the the one or two people here and there. Man, hundred percent. You you know, it really fucked me up. I be getting inboxes from everywhere, but I got one from some dude recently. I forgot his name. I'm sorry, but this dude is from Connecticut, yeah. and I'm I'm from Bakersfield, releasing a podcast. And this guy's like, "Yo, I listen to your podcast every week, man. Keep yeah. it up." I'm just like, "What the Crazy. fuck?" Remember that it was some girl. She was in New York or something. Like yeah. really listening to the podcast on like, Instagram. Yeah, and she tagged you in it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. There was another chick from New Orleans. I'm just like, people are really fucking with this shit. Yeah. I feel like it goes hand in hand with the idea of like, you know, you never really make it first in your hometown. Usually Mm -hmm. blow up outside of your hometown. Yeah. It's like people reach out, especially with Joe's music a lot from outside the state, you know, outside of Bakersfield. Because, you know, it's like they like to feel a part of what you're doing because it's not localized or whatever there you go um, but shout out the power of the internet for real yeah. yeah there's this chick that was like trying to get us to go to australia what yeah it was some and well it's crazy too because like you can see the analytics you know go to SoundCloud yes. and it'll be like so a lot of times honestly i'd be thinking that shit's fake like it's not it's like you know you got seven listeners in fucking cambodia or some shit yeah you know, i've it's seen like, those things yeah. like but like what but is it really though and it's like yeah there's really people like that and it's crazy because they'll eventually reach out you know mm-hmm. what i mean like that chick from australia she was like, yo, you guys ever come here, like, do a show, please. That's she was fucking like, she was crazy. Like, she was like, I want you guys to do a show here. I'm like, yo, if we had the fan base, we'd be out there, like, Yeah. But, you know, it's just really it's wild. like, come out here. See the crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> see the kangaroos. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, it's just wild. Yeah, that's dope. It's a good feeling, though. And it's not like you're doing, you're not doing it to get this, you know, get the attention or the affirmation from it, but... It feels good knowing that when you're putting work out into the world, that there are people that appreciate it. Yeah, that's a that's a one of the driving forces behind what I do, mm-hmm. um, what we do. Excuse mm-hmm. me, um, but yeah, man. I think, uh, like you said, I think that just the statement "go for it" is important. Like yeah. you just got to start running, whatever it is. If you got an idea, if you want to make music, if you want to engineer, you want to start a podcast. the The first step is just actually doing it, and after that, it's just a matter of being consistent and then just starting and then being consistent and then it's easy, smooth selling after that. Definitely. Yeah. But you you do always have to strive to do better, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a lot of people that they'll just stay consistent, but they're consistently putting out either the same that's or true. maybe even worse. And yeah. honestly, that's the biggest killer of what I've seen is like uh, for new artists in Bakersfield, especially drop some shit. First song will be cool. You know what I'm saying? You always get the most love on your first joint. Yeah. So drop your first song. It's all right. And then just making kind of some not as good music. Yeah, yeah, And putting it out. But they're like, I'm doing it consistently. But it's like, we're not seeing any progression. Yeah. And that almost doesn't do anything for you either. Yeah. 
you know, I feel like it's super important to always try to do better. Yeah, I know people, at least in my field, that uh, I w- we can't really talk about those people on air, but like me and other people would be like, yo, did you see what this guy did? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's bad. And yeah. he doesn't know it. Yeah. And people try to give him advice, but he doesn't change what he's doing. It's like, man, it just sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I'm always a person that's like, how can I write a better script? How can I shoot a better video? How can I, like, constantly trying to learn? Um, but you realize that, like you said, like, everyone is not built like that. So they're just kind of. I ask myself that all the time. Like, how can I get better in bed? How can I do more, <laughs> more, more positions? How can I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of some bullshit the whole t- the whole time. Keith was making sense. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> uh, let me come and fuck this up real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if we answered the question yet. Did we answer that one? Yeah, we did. Going for it, we oh, did. It. it wasn't really a good question. It's just a topic. It's cool. We got into it. Mm-hmm. We on these tangents. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of conversation. Yeah, it's all good though, man. I don't fuck it up. Like if if every podcast is different. Like I have my sister on here, and that's my sister. I didn't really even know what to expect with her, mm. and that was fucking amazing. Nice. It's just the way. Like we really don't want to fuck it up. Like if you have something that you're saying, and it's great. Like, I'm not going to stop it. Like, all right, let's move on. Like, I'd yeah. rather just keep on talking until we finish, get all our thoughts, our thoughts out. Cause we do this shit in one take. Yeah. We don't be like, Oh, let's chop it here. And then the F's. like all the little mishaps, like you turning the knob up and down <laughs> the, fu- the fucking door being like making weird noises. All that's going to be in a podcast. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's character. Yeah. 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 No, I hate when they, they be doing that on like really uh, good artist interviews on like a radio station oh, my or something God. like that. And they're like, and we're almost out of time. So let's switch topics. It's like, bro, like they were just getting to the interesting yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Those, the, the interviews, those interviews that get cut, they're getting less and less popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and, like, I feel like all their questions just be on some, like, typical or just be on some, like, very format, you know, formulated shit. Yeah. Like, it's like, we all know y'all was going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing new here. Like yeah. Even the formula, like, have you been to Danny Morrison's show? No, I have not. Oh. Uh, well, even when, that's like, you know, the Breakfast Club is different because they tape their actual interviews outside of the real radio. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then they just play them back later. But on Danny Morrison's show, it's like he'll ask you a question, you know, you get to answer it, and then they'll play a song. Okay. And then they'll do like a quick mix, and then, you know, they'll ask you another question, and then it'll go to commercial. And it's just like you can't – it's not a real conversation. Uh, yeah. It's just broken up into a bunch of – It's just of, for you to be on it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you know, I like me personally, I probably wouldn't go on there again just because, like, I'd rather have a conversation like this yeah. where you can get out all your thoughts, you know. It is a dope platform now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, yo, it's Danny Morris. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Danny, man. <laughs> That's crazy. He was the first person that I was like able to contact about like music as far as like radio goes. Cause yeah. I think my like my mom went to high school with him or something. Uh, wow. so she was like, yeah, your parents went to high school with everything. Yeah. I know, bro. shit crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I was like, yo, all of, a sudden, all of a sudden he'd be like, Yeah, my grandpa, he went to school with <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Bro, Haggard was his uh classmate. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. never know though. Yeah. Nah, you never Really never know. Just like that K-pop dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's fucking nuts. Bro, I was like, mine was bomb. Like, yo, I need to get a fucking collab with him and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. 2.5 million, million people? Jesus. Yeah, you it's can't. real, too. His, his engagement's crazy. He'd be getting like 500,000 likes a picture. 
Oh my god! Yeah. K-pop is blowing. Yeah, up but the too. K- yeah, we were talking about that shit on Twitter like a while ago too. Like the K-pop uh, uh, response. What is that considered? Like the whole K-pop thing. Is you, got, it, you got to bring bring me up to speed, man. It's like Koreans, right? <laughs> or do they have to be Korean? I don't know. I mean, what shit? I don't, I'm not even gonna act like I know about yeah. it. Like <laughs> I, just, I just know that it's like they some Asians though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They some Asians. For sure. <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, they take influence from like um, Street Fighter. You know, it's wait, 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 wait. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not expecting that one. <laughs> hey, racist! You dropped no, your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> take influence from uh from like american music like got it you know, of course hip-hop is popular so it's like yeah you know they'll include you know like um american phrases and stuff like that uh, there was one dude uh, my roommate showed me that sounded like playboy cardi oh wow day. that shit was hard though but it was like you know it's like carbon copy basically yeah oh wow um but it's super pop the thing i like about their shit the most is like the production value from start to finish like in the music itself flawless mixing mastering flawless fucking Video production is like ten times anything in the United States. Like yeah. you know, like Chris Brown for the most part has really great videos. Mm-hmm. K-pop shit is like way fucking better than Chris Brown shit. Yeah, Chris Damn. Brown is dope, except for when he starts punching women on the set. That's just crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need you, boom girl. No. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that. Shout out to Chris Brown. Man. Uh, oh man, yeah, that's dope, man. I, I gotta look more into this K-pop thing. I'm not. I really don't think you would like it. It's the right. fan base. Yeah, the, the crazy part is the fan base. Like that's the biggest thing. Like me and Darius always talk about. It's like, yo, their interaction rate is so much higher than anything that we got. Over What's here. the most comparable thing to it? Is it is is there any techno elements to it? Um. Honestly, I don't even really be listening that much. Gotcha. To know. I, I know they just they take a lot of like pop, hip hop, and R and B influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's pretty. It's like, and know. it's always groups for I, the most part. It's always going to be like five BTS. plus people. Damn, you know what I'm BTS saying? is a really big one. A lot of kids in my school used to wear the sweaters and what they, yeah. they were real like real fans. Is it is it is it in English? Uh, I think they it's mostly in their native language, but oh. I think they say like you said, like it, it'll be phrases. like phrases. <laughs> I think I've seen a I've seen uh I could be wrong. It could just be like uh Asian rap, but mm-hmm. there was a dude that it was like Asian trap music. Keith though. Ape, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Tops, yeah. That shit was pretty popular. I was like, mm-hmm. shit. And it was that like that kinda dope. died off a little bit over here though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know what he was saying, but I was like, this nigga hard cut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm like, damn. So they're going in. Yeah. That- <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. This is I think it- the most comparable is like as far as artist wise, because it's in that pop realm, but they're still kind of rapping as like a flow rider type, right? Yeah, type guy. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Right. Apple for sure. bottom jeans, like that. Not like no, no, no. more of his late, more of his like later stuff where it's like really popular. Yeah, you know what's crazy? It, it's dope how artists could create a lane for themselves accidentally. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Pitbull purposely said like he wanted to make party music. Mm-hmm. I don't think that um, uh, Flowrider purposely said he wanted to make that. I think that they made a song and it popped, 
and they said, fuck, let's do this again. Yeah. And then it's almost like an actor becoming uh, like typecasted almost. Mm-hmm. Except for them, it's extremely beneficial. Yeah. Because a guy like Pitbull is fucking global. Yeah. Flowrider is global. You know, but there's certain artists that could be pretty good and they put out a bad album or a couple bad songs and bye bye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but that does suck though, because artists get stuck in boxes. Yeah. You know I mean? But at the same time, you can make music for yourself. You don't got to put it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's like, true. If you know pop version of whatever you make is going to go crazy, it's like, all right, well. You know what I'm saying? Make that. Yeah. Get, get your bread. You know what I'm saying? Get out of that deal or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, but still make your music for yourself. Like, you know who, to me, is probably, I won't say he's the biggest artist, but I hear him on more, like, more projects and different songs than almost anyone. And I could be completely wrong, but fucking Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy is on everything. It's cold, though. Yeah. Yeah, he dope. And he, he used to come out here years ago. Yeah, I uh, I got to meet him um, at uh, nine four one when he came, like when Paranoid went platinum. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was just like on some fan shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, that was dope. He was like one of the first uh, big artists I think I ever met. Yeah, mm-hmm. him and YG used to come out here a lot. Yeah, you know, you know the song about the pop when he be like Dollar Sign. <laughs> like, oh, this shit about to go down now. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like seeing him go from like that space, like the Paranoid space, to yeah, working with. Neil Beyonce and all yeah. kind of like all kind of that, the kind that, of shit. That is why when that's a motivating motivational tool when you can see where someone's career was. This guy's doing gigs in Bakersfield. Not to shit on us, but you know it's not some super high level shit yeah, out it's here. Not some starter shit. Yeah. yeah, so it's some starter shit, and you see him go from there to work with Beyonce. I think that is all the motivation you need, especially if you're pretty good mm-hmm. to go hard and add more elements to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So. You know, actually, I'll take that back about Bakersfield being the starter joint too because like people don't pop out here for shit like mm-hmm. as far as like uh buying tickets to shit you know what i'm saying like right. like um shows and stuff do not get packed out oh yeah like mm. like it's actually hard to sell shit in Bakersfield not food you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i think I, I think what it is is that um where where like a divided city in a sense. Like yeah. there's a there's a huge country, you know, music oh, yeah. fan base and then there's this like this budding hip hop scene and just a bunch of other stuff. So I feel like we're a little bit confused like as far as we're like not, what we're the not, culture here. We're not confused at all. I, I think that it's just a lot of rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot hip-hop. of Republicans. <laughs> hip hop is huge it's huge globally. It's the biggest music, it's the most popular music genre. But that doesn't mean it's popular everywhere. So, like, here in Bakersfield, of course, you know, there's a little hip-hop scene, but the country scene is fucking nuts. Yeah. It's fucking... If you have um, Blake Sheldon come out here, the whole, oh, the whole city, city is shut down. Yeah. The yeah. whole city. But you have Nelly come out, you might have people come, and Nelly's fucking huge. Yeah. He was extremely huge. But he came to the fair, everybody liked that, but that's the most, like, buzz you'll get for a rap artist. Yeah. You know, unless it's somebody like Drake, the whole city can shut down. But if you ain't See, like, the thing, he would never come here though. No, he not yeah. even. That's that's I, that's also why I feel like this place is so weird for like concerts and shit like that. It's because mm-hmm. it's like you can't come here if you're too big because it's not enough people to come out, and if you're too small, nobody's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. And it's like you got to be in this certain pocket of a fan base to have yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and then even people that do have that, like Mike Sherm, we you know what I'm saying we want to get Sherm out here so bad, uh-huh. and it's like, but he won't. 
Like, why won't he come out here? You know what I'm saying? Like, where yet? But of course, well, because somebody needs to book him. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. like the it's like the venues aren't big enough or they're too big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like this really weird place that it's in. Yeah, but the culture changed. That's why. Because I remember, and this is something that you... you Jay-Z you, came here. Yeah, yeah. Really? But not not just Jay-Z, though. What was that? The whole Rockefeller. It was before uh, y'all tour. was y'all was little um, little. It was the it was the the uh, the it wasn't the Rockefeller tour. It was the, it was a deaf it was a deaf jam, it was a deaf jam tour with mm-hmm. the artist, and it was uh it was hard not life tour. Hard not life tour. Yeah, that was uh it was Jay Z, DMX, Ja Rule, Method Man, Red Man, um, uh fucking uh I think Eve was there too. Um, and I think it also had um, uh, they were signed to, to Diddy for a little bit. I think the the locks was there too. I could be wrong, Jeez. but that's a lot. That was <laughs> that's it. crazy, yeah. especially back then. Like. <laughs> that was back in ninety eight, ninety nine. I think it was it was before. I think it was before ninety nine, ninety nine hit. And I was in the eighth grade, and I couldn't go. But that shit was fucking crazy. Yeah. It was it before it turned into Robo Bank. It was Centennial Gardens. Yeah. And all those artists were there. And that's as big as you could fucking get. Yeah. You know, you had Jay-Z that was still was one of the biggest artists then. Then you had fucking Method Man and Red Man and DMX. Bruh. That's out of pocket. That was nuts. Yeah, that's wild. And we have not had a concert that big since. And it's because the culture. You know, I think if you if you kind of had that same um, I don't know. I really don't know what's equivalent to that. I think we, you know, you had Kevin Hart come out here. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's, pretty, crazy. that's a pretty, that's pretty impressive. That's a pretty, so yeah. we can have these things, and you, you look at other cities that aren't bigger, bigger than us to have things like Green Bay's not bigger than us. They have a fucking football team. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never thought about that. Yeah, but it's, it's just, just a culture. It's a culture yeah. thing. They love that the cheese heads. Yeah, they walk around out. with the motherfucking cheese on their head all goddamn day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you think it's because of like the division of like the people that live here and like what we like, right? They yeah. don't want to. So fucking... like, so like the other places, you think it's because they're all in the same pocket, like they all pretty much like the same shit, basically. That's what I think. Interesting. Yeah, yeah country, anything country gonna fly here. Yeah, it, all day. Even if you have like a lower level country artist, it's still gonna get some love. Yeah. That's just how it is out here. But if you get, I don't know, what's an artist. Because if... I, I heard like a while ago there was a there was a Mustard and YG show that came out here uh-huh. and it was like they said it was like dead. What? Yeah. How long ago and was like, that? Like at Robobank. Like uh, it was like yeah, it was like a big thing, but it was, you know. How many years ago was this? It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while. Cause it what it was is it was people that was still like a part of the movement. Like they were seeing it kind of early and you still had those fans, but it wasn't enough of them yet. Yeah. If you can't, if you call DJ Mustard, you, if you caught YG and Tooted and Booted days, yeah. in a concert. I feel ain't like gonna it pop was up. though. Yeah, if it was, it ain't gonna <clears throat> pop like that. Yeah, because uh, YG was at a, a place called King Tut that was out here mm-hmm. like years ago, like mm-hmm. two thousand and eleven or ten. He was out at some place called King Tut off of uh, Panama, I think it mm-hmm. was. So he wasn't really popping like that, but the Tooted and Booted was kind of popular in this region. Mm-hmm. But now. Why'd you come out here? This whole city getting shut down. Yeah. And people gonna be getting shot. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing Ty- Tiger Hat came to Robo Bank, but he was in the smaller, like the smaller arena part. Oh, okay. Is that before and before or after Kylie? This was before when he had all the uh, like uh 
like the snapbacks and uh, he was like the, popping back. Yeah, then. yeah, hit like singles on singles on singles. Yeah, and even that, like, it was pretty packed in there, but it wasn't it wasn't sold out by yeah. any means. Tiger before Tiger before Kylie was fucking killing it. Yeah, and then he got after after Kylie, like he his career coming back now. Yeah, now like people really fucking with him. And shout out to shout out to Tiger man. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, that was funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, All right, sw- switching gears, man. <laughs> um, oh, this is something me and Keith talked about. Uh, being poor should be a temporary situation. It shouldn't be something you accept. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I brought this up is because I was ta- we were having a conversation about you know you know years where I was struggling or going through things or this and that. I just don't think that's something you should ever accept. Because if you accept what the world gives you, then you can't really even complain about it. You're just basically getting scraps, you know. And I'm not trying to make a, a like a generalization of people who are poor uh, because I spent a lot of my life like that. But at the same time, like that's just not something you should accept. You shouldn't accept mediocrity to begin with. But yeah. being poor is definitely something you should not just be like, this is it. You know, I'm going to just, you know, do this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Do you, I don't know. I don't I I don't think I've ever known anybody that accepts it though. They they get stuck in it, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know if I like ever seen anybody who's like, "Yeah, I'm cool with being poor." They're not going to verb like verbalize it. They're going to be like, "I've so, been, I've been eating top so ramen for two months straight." <laughs> <laughs> you feel like it's through the actions that they kind of accept it? Yeah, I think it's through the actions. I think it's the mentality. Um I feel I, like a lot of people kind of don't see options. Mm, yeah, that's true too. You know what I mean? I feel like the people that I've seen in that situation, they just, you know, a lot of times it might be excuses, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it just seems like, like that. It's gonna... Yeah, I guess the 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 real spin on it is like people should always be striving to get out of their situation. True, and then you know, I guess on the opposite end, there's some people that, um, whether it's like. And intentionally or you know subconsciously or whatever they've kind of given up on life and then you know they just kind of accept this idea that you know maybe my life is, is. just pushing around a basket or yeah. maybe my right. life is just um living off of other people and not really working or whatever so i think that's like the 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 real spin on it but it's unfortunate man i think you know that's literally what separates someone from being super successful in someone that's just a true your average joe true that's why everybody is not you know where they want to be yeah i mean this, the average person is not <clears throat> they're not where they want to be because they've they've kind of adopted this idea you mm-hmm. know it's not like and he, they they probably don't see options like he said mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of keeps you in that place but i think that everyone is not everyone is not built a certain way like I, me and you talked about it too. Um, he said, "Like, yeah, the, the, like you're a you're an anomaly because you in your 30s made a career change. Because at 20, at 30, I made a career change to truck driving. Mm-hmm. Before that, I didn't make a whole lot of money, you know. And before I used to say things like, um, yeah, man, it's all good. I don't need a bunch. I don't need a lot of money. I'm good, you know. Mm-hmm. But it'd be times something happened and I'm struggling like a motherfucker. Yeah, you're like, and I'm like, fuck. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice, you know. Fuck, and then." <laughs> And then once you start making money and you start to grow, it's like the money doesn't really matter to me like that because I'm not a uh, a person that requires that much. But at the same time, it's like 
that kind of bled into everything else I did. Yeah. Like, I, I, if I never, there wouldn't be a Trucker's Mind podcast if I wasn't a trucker. So it took making that step to to make me take other steps. Yeah. You know, but and it, the funding too. It's like you gotta have funding to you know book this place out. Exa- exactly. It's yeah, a lot of stuff like that too. Exactly. That's a great point. Oh, what was the question one more time? I had something else. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a question. It was just basically uh, being poor should be a temporary situation. It shouldn't be something you accept. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, people accept that shit a lot. You know, just yeah. in like it's in the actions though. It's through the actions. Um, but some people don't really have. I've noticed a lot. Like maybe it's just because I'm you know younger and I see like a, a younger group of people you know that don't necessarily have like their thing lined up yet of like what they want to do. Genius, <laughs> God damn it. I try to work. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know, like they don't know what they want to do or they don't have hobbies and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So it's like, they don't see maybe where they can put their time and efforts to get out of the situation. Right. You know what I mean? Cause it, if music wasn't like also monetary for me then like, I wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? hundred percent. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, like you said, it's like some that, you do have to like force yourself to work out of though. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's not easy. You know what I'm no. saying? There's like, there's some studies done that it's like, you know, how hard it actually is to get out of poverty. Very. And it's like fucking extremely hard. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, trying to do something extra on top of that, you know, as a hobby or whatever to try to like creatively also get out of it. And it's like, that shit not easy at no. all. But you know, it's the same thing we're talking about. Like, how can people, you know, how do people have like that motivation? To- yeah. Like how can you see, how can you foresee like this? Let's say you're some type of artist. How can you see this world of where you're creating things when you can't even create a good living for yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's pretty fucking difficult. I think that like I, I told it before, I was no way we'd be doing a podcast. There's no way it would be called a trucker's mind. If I was not a, not only a truck driver, but I hadn't taken these steps to get me in a better place. Yeah. So people that are not in the best position, it's harder for them to not get out of there. And the people that are in good positions, when they have commentary about people that are lower, they'll be like, I mean, all you got to do is this. I did this. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it don't uh, work for everybody. yeah, don't work for everybody, brother. And not everybody got a small loan for a million dollars. Yeah, That's man. True. It's, yeah, it's kind of crazy too, like the, the mindset of like having money and stuff. Cause yeah. like, you know, growing up, like, at least how I did not know a lot of people around me. It's like, I can, I, I can't imagine having no $10,000 in the bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's even, that's a small, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Considerably a small amount. So it's like, you know, envisioning even like a hundred thousand or like a million, like you can say it, but to like, honestly, for me, it's not tangible, mm-hmm. you know, even now in a position where like I'm making more money and stuff, like I still don't even see that as being a thing. So sometimes I, I think maybe that's how they see goals and achievements. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not necessarily tangible for them because there's nobody around them doing that. Yeah. I mean, I remember like I I walked up to ATM one time. There was like a receipt like sitting on the ground Uh and that popped out. Is that $80,000? Oh my God. And I was like, bro, I've never even seen like a number like that on somebody's bank account before. Yeah. And you know, but, but there's hella people like that. So but. did you wait for him at gunpoint that when he came back? <laughs> no, <laughs> that <been> there. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just crazy. Like, but I think that's what, like for me, it's like monetarily, I can't even imagine that. So, I, or like envision myself, you know, in that position. But, you know, maybe that's kind of how it is for other people and their goals. And, right. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Try to. Yeah, getting away from it like right. that. That's what I was gonna say before. I was gonna let you guys finish, but it was like 
I think that one of the things that separates them from like successful people is that when they see something or like see an actor on TV, when they mm-hmm. see a rapper win a Grammy, um, they don't think that that's possible for a normal person. Oh yeah. Or it'd be like Illuminati. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. They, they think there's like some, some trick. To yeah. It. Some yeah. secret sauce. But in reality, it's just like, you know, them getting up and constantly working on their craft. And obviously yeah. there's people that are extremely talented just right off the bat, you know, that there's, you know, LeBron James of the world, but for the most part, everybody just grinds it out yeah. and then they become really good at whatever. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I text Keith one day. I was like, man, I was going to work and I was like, you know, um, for now, you know, I'm doing this job, but it'll be a lot better when I'm rich, you know, <laughs> yeah. when we're rich and we can do what we want. Yeah. And I speak these things into existence and yeah. I actually believe them. No, you like, got to. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like trying to make myself feel good. I want to be a very rich person. So <laughs> mm-hmm. but, and that, that's something that you feel in your heart, though. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? And, sure. and that drives you to get to that spot. Yeah. If Look, here's the thing. You have to you have to be able to see it for it to be real. 100%. And and people don't get that. They're just like, I'm going to be rich. But you're not doing anything to get you there. If you're a person that's actively doing things in the world and you say these things to yourself, you're like, look, I'm going to a job that I'm not going to be doing for 20 years. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be the guy that's in his 40s asking for, hey, you know, if I could get some more hours to work. Like, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Not yeah. doing that. I want to retire incredibly early. Right. And do this podcast and do other things. Yeah. Besides this, also Keith has a lot of things he's doing, and it's I'm sure it's life. It's life. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be our life. Our life is gonna be doing what we want to do every day. Yeah. Can't complain about doing this shit. Like I want to wake up and be like, "Hey, Keith, we're gonna have this guy on here. We're gonna talk to him. Cool." And he's like, "All right, cool." Or, "Oh, Eddie, we shouldn't have them." And I I could like literally see this like seven eight years down the line. Like Joe Rogan did a podcast for six years before he made money. It's just about it's just about the long haul. It's about seeing it, and it's just about believing in yourself, man. You do that, you can have what you want. And when motherfuckers see you winning, they're gonna be like, "Man, how'd you do it?" Yeah. Like, well, you seen the journey. Yeah, I worked for a long yeah. fucking time. Yeah. It's documented. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You can hear see the, the song you first mixed on SoundCloud or something. Yeah, that's why marriages don't last because people don't see the future. They see this chick with big titties and a big ass, and they're like, wow, she's sexy. I'm marrying her. And then when they find out she's fucking annoying, <laughs> now you want a divorce. Yeah. But had you had you taken the time to be patient and actually be on the same wavelength as your partner that you meet, and you genuinely love them, now you can see the future 25, 30 years down the line. But that's the problem, man. It, it's People have these things that they do habitually that don't, compliment where they're supposed to be going yeah. and that's just that's at least what i see i feel like you you got to do shit that's worth it though yeah because I, I can't i can't imagine like putting how much work i am into what i do if it was something that i didn't love as much right like at all you know because like i love something that i always also want to do is like open a restaurant you know what i'm saying so restaurant. and i love shit, <laughs> honestly, honestly it's definitely gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a Mexican spot for sure. Okay, yeah, that's, that's like all time favorite food. Yeah, so that'll be the second one though. I sure. love Mexican food. Love Mexican women too. I think uh, <laughs> what I really <laughs> we just just <laughs> talked about that in the car. <laughs> hey, come on! But did you know that, um, like, for instance, in New Mexico, the like 
authentic Mexican food, they call that soul food. Really? Sure. I thought they called yeah. it Tex-Mex. Or no, they call Texas? it soul food. Really? Yeah, but, you know, I, I would be casually talking to some of my friends about, like, yeah, we're going to get some soul food. They were just talking about, like, like tacos. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Tacos? What? Like, when I think of soul food, I'm thinking, like, you know, greens. Yeah. And well, that's weird because we're all the way from, like, we're not from, we're not in the South. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying right now? But uh-huh. it's like, that's what soul food is for us, still, yeah. even though we're in California. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what threw me off because I was like, I thought this was universal. Yeah, same. So, That'd be crazy. Be. You tell somebody, be like, oh, we're going to get some soul food. Like, hey, bring me something back. What do you want? I don't know. Just make it. This is cool. And they bring, some, bring, bring some you tacos. back a burrito. I'll be hot. Like, I, <laughs> I, you know, I ate this shit every day in Cali, man. What the fuck is this? <laughs> bring, bring, bring a nigga back some nachos. <laughs> oh, these are soul nachos. <laughs> soul nachos. Hey, that would be a dope concept. That's Damn. That might be your special soul. Soul nachos. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Think about that. That's how I am. I got Hold a notepad. Let, let, let's put this together, right? Okay, first of all. We do be having like some low key genius ideas on this. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Now I gotta be looking for motherfuckers stealing our ideas. <laughs> it's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, feel like feel like Kanye West, you know, trying to get all his ideas out <laughs> yeah, into the world. Yeah, there you go. That's but one way to get them out. How like how would you make soul nachos? Would it be like, you know, you get the tortilla chips? But you get like some some uh, some shrimp with the little jambalaya seasons on it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. That'd be crazy. That'd be cold. Chicken. The base, the base will probably good. still be the same. It'll yeah, still the be chips. Like chips. Some tortillas. Yeah. Damn, I ain't oh, never seen nobody do that yet. Yeah, that's, what I'm, hey, that's what I'm saying. That's why that you can have a taco. Tr- I'm not taco truck, but just a food truck with just selling that. That mug would sell out every day. I go crazy. Fried chicken nachos. Fried chicken nachos. Niggas will be dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's so smart. That'd be fucking dope. You get some little fried chicken, chop it up, get nachos, put like a little pico de gallo on it. Yeah. Put some freaking, uh, you got to have a couple seafood, uh, I mean, soul food elements and some uh, some sides. Heck yeah. yeah. See, and that's what I'm talking about, like how mm-hmm. we're so passionate about, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. I could see that being like a second like a second thing that I could take up. You Heck know what I'm yeah. But like, we put so much into work into that shit. If you don't 100% love it, it's not going to be worth it. No, At least in my work. head. Like, like I said, I can't imagine doing all, everything that I do for something that isn't yeah. my number one spot. Right. Yeah. My, my long-term objective is multiple streams of income coming from things that I love doing. Exactly. You know, so yeah. I got money coming in from multiple food trucks that serve fucking fried chicken nachos. <laughs> I got the podcast. Yeah. I got... Um, maybe a gym that I create, um, yeah. I, you know, just all kinds of different things. Yeah. And I want to do all that right in this city. So, I'm saying. Yeah. so that'd be like if people that talk all this shit about there's nothing. And then they look at Eddie, you know, they look at what Keith's doing. They're like, Eddie makes fried chicken nachos, you know, and he's a <laughs> yeah. fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. And they look at, they look me up on Google and be like, Eddie is worth $27 million. Yeah. That'd be a trip. That's the life, man. It's a lot of fried chicken nachos, that man. That's a lot of fried chicken nachos. <laughs> <It's> probably- <laughs> I feel like people fuck with that, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think uh, it's probably you now. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's hard for you because you actually do what you love for a living. It's probably hard for you to not do or it's hard, probably hard for you to do things that you don't love, you know, even for like monetary, you know, purposes, yeah. right? A lot of times, like, even when it comes to going certain places with like friends or something, mm-hmm. if I'm just like, eh, if I know it's not going to be like it, yeah. but at the same time, I'm kind of lazy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, <clears throat> it, it, it does make it hard to do shit that you don't want to do, mm-hmm. especially honestly, 
not gonna cap. That's why, like, I haven't been in a relationship for a minute because mm-hmm. it's like a that's lot of times, waste. you know what I'm saying? It's like they want to do something and you're not really feeling it, but it's like an obligation kind of. Uh, it's like, ah, uh, yo, it, this is, sounds bad, but me and Keith are talking about this. It's not every woman. There's some good women out there, but a lot of women are dream killers because they tops. because they can't they can't see where your life's going. If you're passionate about something, you're taking a lot of time to do it. You need a woman that could that can blend with that. Yeah. If she doesn't, then it's going to be a problem. You're always at the studio. You're always doing this. It's not a fucking hobby. I yeah, love doing this. Exactly. If you can't see that I love doing this, then how about you fuck off? Because this ain't going to work. Yeah, I'm a super solitary person too. Right. So it's like me even being in a relationship in the first place is like kind of pushing it for me and like my as far as like you know what I do and who I be around and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's just uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just and All but, these engineering groupies. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put your headphones on. It's weird because they, they like to to be around it and kind of see it and stuff, but once they realize like you all mean, my time is going to that, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're not fucking with I, it. I think I think they like being around okay, here's the thing. There's always like uh, you know, these rapper guys. I don't want to put nobody out there but like rapper guys that they'll take pictures of them in the studio mm-hmm. the, the the perception is that they're working hard they're really doing shit but when they see you really putting that work in they're like oh fuck i'm not on this guy's level yeah women will all some women that aren't on your level of passion will immediately feel beneath you mm-hmm. so you got a chick that doesn't really she can't really understand what you're doing and all and then she automatically knows that she doesn't have a passion so she could yeah. just go back to putting booty pics on instagram and then other niggas are really gonna like it Cause I don't care, you know. <laughs> so that's me. <laughs> yeah. So it that's that's just it. Just is what it is. Yeah. Not. Yeah. It's just a it's a weird mindset. Yeah. I, I, and I get it though, because uh-huh. it's like I understand what a relationship is supposed to be. Right. You know that's just the place that I'm in. Is like music is always my number one. Yeah. Like, and I I realized that within my last relationship, and I was like, okay, I'm not being the person that I should be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And it just, you know, I realized that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be cooling. But you're 20, you 23, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the age where you just be getting pussy anyways. Right? <laughs> you shouldn't, you, like, like, with me, I'm I'm 34, so I'm around the age where, you know, I'm taking things more serious. But at the same time, like, I can't deal with just a lot of these chicks really aren't doing shit. And a lot of them I can't take seriously. I've seen some women that are good women, but they just ain't the one for me. Yeah. yeah. No, true. You I know. mean, and it's not like you can't be friends with them still. So. Yeah. Yeah. It just it ain't, ain't going to work. You know, yeah. What I, I've, I've noticed, um, just doing a little bit of research on like extremely successful people is that they're, they're more like you, right? Like uh, Warren Buffett, for instance, like he spends so much time of his day reading. He's, you know, he's at his office probably like hours and hours uh, during the day. And even when he was coming up and making all of this money, um, he and his wife were like living two separate lives because mm. he was devoting so much of his time to, you know, trading stocks and studying and, you know, trying to you know <clears throat> buy stocks and Coca-Cola and all these things. And it's like at a certain point, like, I don't know, I guess the girl just has to deal with it. I don't even know if it's that. They they either gonna deal with it or they're just gonna be like it's yeah, all. I, I don't yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's right. that. I don't know if it's that at all. I, I think that it's there's a possibility that the only way that a relationship would really work for someone who is passionate about something that puts his time into a lot of things. They got the same thing. They got the same yeah. thing. Honestly, the, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest, like that's part of the reason why like I haven't 
dove in anything else with anybody else because I haven't found somebody that's like pa- yeah, that passionate, passionate about, about something. Honestly, low key anything. Anything. Yeah. I'm not gonna cap. Like I haven't ran into a lot of chicks that you know we like vibe like that. Right. That have something. Right. That they've yeah. got going on like super super something. passionate about. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And, and I, you know, I think about that a lot. I'm like, yo, if I'm gonna be in a relationship with somebody, they gotta have something. There. Right. Because I got that. And if we're, you know, if you're just waiting on me all day, uh-uh. you're going to get a text way. once or twice, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and it's going to be on some quick shit. Cause I'm in, you know, I'm recording. Like, yeah. I don't got like time <clears> for that. And then I'll come home and it's like at any hour, you'll probably be asleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just, I just think that your energy, your energy is going to be more towards a woman who's also busy. Yeah. But if she's running some type of business herself yeah. or she's putting her time into certain things, she's automatically going to understand your situation and the time you do have together is not going to be forced. It's going to be it's going to be special. It's going to be real, yep. and it's going to be good. But if it's a chick that's just you know here. she got a million selfies and motherfucking a thousand fucking filters, and she always looking for attention, I can't fuck with that, man. Yeah. Now I can fuck her, but I can't take it serious. <laughs> like you know, that's just something. That's just something that a lot of people need to understand in general. Yeah, like, you know, it doesn't make. They'll call me a weirdo. You don't have a family. You don't have kids. This and that. I'm thinking like, look, I look at everyone else's situation around yeah, my age. See all the negatives. The negatives. You know, you, you man, this dude is telling me, man, I hate my wife, man. She's a stupid bitch. And I'm like, that's crazy. You should <laughs> never wild. talk about your wife like that uh, ever. I can't like, wait to leave. This or girl. put yourself in that position to have to. Right. Like, yo, like, like you probably figured that out a long time like, ago too. Bro, if I'm not, look, my thing is, is if I, let's say I'm married, right? If me and my wife have a problem or somebody have an argument, that's between me and my wife. People, they will motherfucking get in an argument and tell social media. Yeah. It's like, bro, you can't trust this chick now. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You telling everybody, now everybody think I'm a bad guy because mm-hmm. you're dumbass out here telling. Like, <laughs> these are women that have too much time on their hands. That's what I'm saying. A woman who is truly passionate about something would not have the time to go to the fucking internet and tell people about what you're doing. Yes. They would put if they were an artist, they would put it out on canvas. If they was if they were a motherfucking whatever they were doing, they had a business to run, then they would be working extra hard at work trying to ignore you or something. But yeah. if you over there throwing shade and like I can't deal with that, that's stressful. Yeah. I can't be stressing out. First of all, I'm a trucker, so and I haul gasoline. Why would oh, I be? Yeah, I'm not trying to be on a suicide mission, stressing out at yeah, work, yeah. or come to my podcast. And the only reason, only way I could get these thoughts out on a podcast is I have a very clear mind. I don't work good with stress. If you're stressing me out, that's gonna fuck my creative process up. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that'd probably be the same for Keith or you. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm stressing shit all the time. <laughs> nah, <laughs> hey, well, that's well, that's the biggest part, or not the biggest part, but one of the biggest parts about like engineering and shit. Um, like reading the room and understanding like uh, how to work around situations that are stressful. Right. Because that shit is mad stressful. You got biggest artists in the world like waiting on you, wondering mm. why this shit's not working. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, and like you, you have to, down. you got to be the opposite of that. You got to be so clear-minded that even in the most stressful situation, you can still think. That's called in uh, like a negative affect where it's like, and the most stressful times, like the world seems to just slow down. Oh yeah, no, it's it's difficult for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes you got to step out. You know, what I'm saying you got to be like, oh, I'm gonna go grab a cable, something, you know, <laughs> just fake some shit, walk out, and be like, yo, what? Yeah, and just like think about it, because everything in the studio is signal flow. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's a chain. It's starting here, and then you go here to here to here to here to here. And any number of things in between could be the reason why there's a problem. So you got to think about that. And it's not labeled anywhere. It's not like here's a, a flow chart that you can just like track it down. You got to understand it and know where it's at in the room to be able to, you know, and doing that while under stress is like, yeah, because, you know, your mind might jump to, oh, it might be the second to last thing. Mm-hmm. But you change that and it's not. Mm-hmm. And then you might change this other third thing and it's not and it's not that. So it's like you got to understand do it from the top down type thing. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's difficult. It's super difficult. But that's the good thing about it. If it was easy, everybody could do it. Sure. So yeah. that's why you're the man for the job. That's yeah. right. You had a um a cool story about Nipsey Hussle meeting yeah. him in his studio. That shit was wild. <laughs> I was talking about stressful in the studio. Like, you know, a lot of times it'll be like real gang members. You know, it'll be like very stressful situations. They got guns on the console. For no reason, just <laughs> like it's, it's like them and it's it's them and their homies in yeah. the studio, but they got their guns out. You know, what I'm saying they're like a little aggressive. They off the drink, like uh, you know, situations like that too. Not saying you know that was how his sessions were because he's actually he was a super great person. Um, but you know, there's sometimes you know, walk in and be a little crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not that uh, that day was super nice because he was there for like he was there for a long, long time. But I started at Paramount uh, as a runner towards the end of him finishing victory lap and uh they were camped out 24 hours damn and so yeah like every once in a while you know we'd like go clean in the room because he liked his shit like very very clean like uh-huh. he didn't like no types of mess because it felt like it clouded his you know judgment yeah. as well and um or just more like workflow and like music and stuff but uh yeah uh yeah so like i went into like clean one time um you know took the little the hand vacuum you know what I'm saying? Because it was going to be loud. You can't like have the real vacuum going on there. Yeah. And then uh, I was looking at the shit like I had never seen one before to keep it real. <laughs> like I'd always use like just the uh, ones you plug in the wall. Yeah. And he went and he like, he, I was like, vacuuming this shit wasn't coming out the carpet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, he took it. He was like, you just got to do it like this. And we we're just like chopping it up, just talking about like some regular shit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was just a really humble dude. Mm-hmm. Very like, very cool person to, to see. That's I'm not going to act like I was super involved in it, but, you know, it was like a little. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, interaction that yeah definitely stood out for sure. Because yeah. there was nobody else like that. Like a lot of other people, they're just rude or, you know, yeah. they don't care. They look at you funny. Like they feel yeah. like, you know, you're not up to the level that they're at. So they're not even going to talk to you. Yeah. But, you know, he was a super, super dope dude. So You said, uh, I think he, he mentioned something about uh, him ha- having to use one when he grew up or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, he was like my mom or his mom or his grandma. I can't remember exactly, but he said, like, uh, one of them had one. She'd make him use that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I'm very familiar with this. Like, <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, no, it was a cool interaction. I have some, some crazy interactions at the studio. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, there was this one time. You guys remember the SpaceX shit when they launched that first rocket? Yeah. Okay. Everybody yeah. was freaking out because it looked like some alien shit. So <laughs> that day, no, it was, right, it was crazy. This is my favorite studio story so far. Like, my whole career. But, uh. That day, so it was um, YG was booked in uh, one room, and then the back room was uh, mustard because he had that one camped out for a while. And then, uh, so I was there because I opened the studio, and then like YG pulled up by himself, like super super early to the session, and uh, he was just kicking it in the in the the room. And like I go outside because you know we're just waiting around, and I'm like looking, and that shit is like in the sky, like you know blowing up, kind of you know how like spread out or whatever. Yeah, I'm just looking at. It. Holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And like, 
you know, a lot of times, you know, you won't like approach artists. They're very like to themselves or, you know, yeah. it's like, you don't want to be on some fan shit. Yeah. I'm just here to work. Um, yeah. But I was like, this is crazy. Like, I don't want him to miss this. And so I go inside. I was like, hey, bro, you got to look at this shit. Mm-hmm. And so he comes outside and uh, he's like looking. And it's kind of on a slope. And then it's like uh, kind of like there's like some mountains in the back where the yeah. the, the rocket was. And uh, I like point to it. And he turns around and he's like freaking out. Like me and YG <laughs> just in the parking lot like tripping like, yo, this on some alien shit. He was like, he thought the same thing because neither of us knew that that was happening. Yeah. So we were both tripping like, yo, this is like some alien shit. Yeah. What the fuck? And then it was about to go over the mountain. And I was like, yo, we can get on the roof if you want to. He was like, word? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And it was crazy. I was on the phone with Joe too because uh, he was the one that told me about it. That's why I went outside actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just like, I was on the phone with him and uh, I was telling YG, I was like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but like my homie, he's in Bakersfield right now. And uh, he saw it. Like he's the reason why I came out here. He's like, oh, word, Bakersfield. And like he said, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, we like went up on the roof and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just like kicking up there, like watching the fucking rocket, freaking out, like on some alien shit. That was just yeah. like, it was like, you know how you feel like as a kid, you go up on a roof, it's like nighttime, like the air is like still, it's just like kind yeah. of a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it was. And I was just like, damn, bro, like I'm really sitting here with YG looking at aliens and shit. <laughs> 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 like, bro, that, was a, that was the craziest moment, like my whole runner situation over there. That's it was dope, fun man. as fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm sure you're going to have a whole lot more experiences. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I think you have to be... Uh, Super regular in those situations. Yeah. I know, like, yeah. sometimes, like, I would be working on, as a PA out in L.A., and, you know, it'd be uh, who, whatever actor just walking by, and you have to treat them like they're, I'm like, almost to the point to where, like, I'm, I feel like I'm being rude, because I don't a even want to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they'd be like, hey, what's up? And I'd be like, oh, what's going on? But yeah. you have to, like, wait till they talk to you sometimes. I'm, uh, low key, they kind of want to be treated, like, yeah. regular. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they get so much of the opposite everywhere yeah. else. Mm-hmm. They want to just be like, I have something. Mm-hmm. Like on some chill shit. Like sometimes yeah. you might not even say what's up. They might just walk by. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I bet you there's so many people that, this, the, there's so many people that approach them and they want a selfie. And, yeah. And they this. always, that's that's the biggest thing. It's like people want something from you at all times. Yeah. It's like don't want anything from them. They're just right. a person. Yeah. Like, right. Come on, no. mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The only way I could ever take any type of picture or anything with someone is if I'm actually working with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if we're actually doing a project, if you're actually on this podcast or you're actually whatever, then we could do that. But I can't be like, hey, man, we got to take a picture, man. Hey, hey. Yeah. You ever, have you seen a selfie of like a celebrity and some regular person and the 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 celebrity always looks really awkward? Yeah. The, like, you could tell they didn't want to take that picture. They didn't picture. want to take it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and then, and, and then you read the caption to somebody that'd be like, "Yo, I met Charlemagne. Yo, he was a cool dude." And Charlemagne just be like, oh. "Yeah, that's <laughs> the bad. That's also the bad part about taking selfies with like famous people mm-hmm. is because oftentimes the caption is misleading. Very. It's like mm-hmm. you know, they a lot of times uh, I seen. I won't. I, there's a guy out here in Bakersfield. I won't say his name, but he pulled up on August Alsina. And he was like, yo, and then you could tell August Alcina was just walking away uh, from like the BET Awards. And then like the caption read, yo, I just met my bro or like chilling with the bro or something like crazy to make it seem like they were really yeah. friends. I was like, come on, yeah, man. Yeah. What are you trying to get from this? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm not going to cap. I mean, we all we all need it. Yeah. To, to flourish in what we're doing. Yeah. Things. But it's different need- though. It's different clout. It's, it's the, the work that you're putting in. I guess I don't know if you would consider that clout, mm-hmm. but 
it's moves for me it's, like yeah. cloud is like moves like making big moves it's there like, you go you know post about that type of shit right mm-hmm. but you know i agree with you though like if you're working with somebody that's why anytime um uh joe has like a feature with somebody and we do like a video or something mm-hmm. always make sure it you know it's part of the promo run but we always make sure to get that picture right. you know what i'm saying like yo and because that it's but it's more on a professional tip. Exactly. It's like, hey, you know, could we flick up real quick? I want to, you know, get a picture. You know? Yeah. And this is after. This is usually at the end. You know? Right. It's like we'll shoot the video, we'll do the feature, do whatever, and then after, be like, hey, you know, can we get this? Because they know what it is. Like, right. come on, now, it's cloud. Like we're trying to get some type of, you know, affirmation from our audience about right. yeah. what we're doing. So. Yeah, but that's cool though. It's different though because the vibe is there. You've you've created the art or whatever you're doing. Yeah. It was on point. The dude is cool with you. He more maybe you know more more prone to to you know have a certain facial expression in the photo or be more live. Yep. But when you just like, hey, let's take a photo, man, before we do this, then he gonna be like, man, I don't want to work with these people. Yeah, yeah. you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me me and Keith talk about this stuff all the time. So like for example, in the future, I have no doubt we're going to have some people on here yeah. that you know are I guess you could say high profile. And when that day comes, we're going to get a photo. But I'm not going to be, like, outside of taking pictures before. The only time we did it before now was to get that that thumbnail, mm-hmm. right? But if the podcast just went horribly wrong, we would not post it, for one. Yeah. <laughs> we would not put that as a thumbnail, and me and Keith would do our thing. Yeah. To me, I, I, I don't know. You kind of just start to not be impressed by these celebrities just because you realize they're normal people. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know to me, like posting a lot of that stuff on social media, like it's, you know, you're in a space where you're trying to promote yourself and become a bigger artist or whatever. Right. Um, but for me, I, t- sometimes I just don't even care to post on social media. Like yeah. I would take a picture and just have it in my phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to, so I could look back on my memories or something like that, but yeah. not necessarily for the world to see. Yeah, the twerking videos and shit Keith got on his phone. <laughs> oh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's it's too crucial, though. It's too uh, crucial to do that. Mm-hmm. I, You know, not so much for me, because mm-hmm. a lot of like ideas and stuff that I'd be having is more of like, uh, for Joe's career. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like stuff like that, you can't not post it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you got to you know, yeah. you gotta put that type of stuff out. But, yeah, yeah. But for me, like, I'm on that same wave as far as like my shit. But I mean, that's why, like, every day that I'm in the studio, I try to post on my story. You know, yeah. Because people like to see like the consistency and like, yeah. You know, we see you working. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I use as a tool. Like, I don't, I don't post every single thing on my actual feed mm-hmm. on my thing, but I put it in a story. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Because, no, it's just like, like a saturation just, of your page. And yeah, shit. Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to oversaturate your page. You want people to look at. Like certain, like the podcast is out. Boom, here you go. Yeah. You know, but if you want to look at everything else, here's my story. And what I noticed is this: I noticed that the the eyes on the story went way up, like way up from where I initially had started. Like if mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be driving, like I'll be driving my car, I'll be headed to work, and I'll just like say something. And then yeah, 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 you'd be funny as shit on your <laughs> stories. <laughs> I really be listening to your stories too. Yeah. That'd be funny as hell. Yeah, man, and and it's and it's and it's kind of on purpose. It's it's to it's to engage people, and then literally, and then it's to flip them, basically, to the podcast. Like mm-hmm. I'll say this, boom, boom, boom. Then I post a link to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always a it's it's basically a like a I guess you could say like a strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best I can get because you know I dropped out of college. I don't really. You know, I don't know that much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that shit is super crucial, though. Yeah. Super, super crucial. That's like a lot of uh, 
planning and just talks that me and Joe have is always pretty much like some type of strategy. Right. Marketing, music, like we think about with everything that we put out, even pictures on Instagram, it's always some type of plan. You know what I mean? It's sometimes it'll be just cause, but the just cause is always a feeling. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, we feel like we haven't posted this type of content or yeah. we need to put this out. That's when the random ones come. But aside from that, it's all strategy. Like, yeah, yeah. we first got Joe Maynard and we first got him on a podcast. We got him. Oh my God. That was really early. The first yeah, that one. Was, yeah. That was a long time ago. When we first got him, he told us, like, man, my, my social media following is trash. It's boo-boo. I don't really be on there like that. And I was like, yeah, you definitely got to be on there more. You yeah. got you got to, you know, and he's got, definitely got more engagement. Yeah. He's definitely way more active on there. And and that the more eyes you have on you, the better when you're putting out good music. And then what I what I do is, is and it's unforced. It's not like Joe Miller, like, hey, Eddie, man, uh, post my content. Yeah, exactly. He don't do that. that so I'll put it up, on mm. like, on part when this album first dropped. Like I literally I waited waited till I ready to it post it and I was I don't say I was the first one to post this link. <laughs> but I just got off of work and I posted posted the song. And then I played the song. It's probably on, Ashley in Australia that posted it first. Yeah, it's like yeah. I love this I, I love uh, killing crocodiles on the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I put it up there, you know. It, you know, it's to get more eyes on it. Yeah. I mean, and that shit is super crucial. Like, yeah. right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, genuinely appreciate that shit. Yeah. That shit really, really matters. Oh, yeah. 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 The podcast, and the, the second one was even better because they had uh, Quante was on there with him. So they was just bouncing oh, off nice. each other. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. And then, and then it's almost like, I think that when you see artists come out and they have like almost like a promo run, they'll go to like the Breakfast Club and then they'll go yeah. to, to, you know, with Ebro and all of them. And, and then obviously they'll put eyes on their album. But I feel like an artist that's really good from this city should have the closest thing to a promo run as he can. Yep. I'd asked him how long had it been since he'd been on the radio. And he's like, oh, that was like a week or two or whatever ago. And then he came on a podcast. So that's almost like a promo so, run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We it's, don't want artists coming on our platform to have a promo nah, run. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's nah. not, not really. It's <laughs> not the way. No. <laughs> I say that to say, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dude, and, and I'm not throwing, throwing no shade. But it was a dude that hit me, like he had sent me a friend request. And then uh, out of nowhere, he was like, hey, uh, play this song for, you know, so-and-so. I'm not going to say how the person was related mm-hmm. to him or whatever, but he's like, like, play this song for such and such and such and such. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, this is this, on this podcast, it's conversation based. We don't play like, yeah. we don't promote artists and stuff. He's like, oh, like he seemed like he was upset. <laughs> like this is not that type of show man yeah. yeah but and that's honestly that's where people get it fucked up too it's because they like they just throw it out there for anybody they don't do any type of reading into it because they're they're just sending that to everybody you know what i mean yeah so it's like they're not looking into it but that's why they don't get a good response because yeah. like you said they clearly had no idea what you do so yeah. it's like why am i gonna fuck with you <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah right yeah, that yeah. Shit. but yeah that you know it's it's a good way to you know kind of the only, honestly, the only good thing that comes out from what I see from you just sending your shit off like that to hella people mm-hmm. is that then people understand like you're trying to do something. Right. But other than that, it doesn't know good for you. People don't fuck with it. It's not a real fan base. It's like maybe somebody might listen to it. Right. But it's, they're probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really not. That's why, like you said, like Joe doesn't do that. No. You know what I mean? For the most part, every once in a while, maybe like to like a cl- close group of friends, 
Sometimes if it's something that we feel is really going to hit, we mm-hmm. might send it to some people. Yeah, it's, a little, it's, a little, it's a little different. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not like we're like, yo, post my shit. Like everybody mm-hmm. else in the DMs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that shit doesn't work anymore. No. Yeah. I don't know if it ever really did, but it definitely don't work now. Yeah. 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 You, definitely what you don't want to do is look like uh, needy in a way. Yeah. You know, because you're supposed to be on this pedestal as an artist. Somebody. That, that's the biggest part that we're trying to do with Joe is really put him on this pedestal. You know what I mean? And even... You know, him having the accolades that he does as a Bakersfield artist, we're still every day trying to get him on this pedestal so that yeah. it has a perception of like, you know, this is that guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Some dude that I have, I knew, uh, I think he went to BHS back in the day. And um, I don't really care for him as a person. <laughs> and he followed me recently on, on Instagram. And I didn't follow him back because, I, like, back in the past, he has said some outlandish stuff about me. Yeah. And um, not knowing that I don't even follow him back or that I just don't care to talk to him, he sent me one of those, like, uh, hey, bro, like, oh could you check out my song? God. And it's still sitting in my, like, yeah, little requesting. Request. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you don't fuck with me at all. Yeah. Like, you, you, you want something from me. <clears throat> See, well, and that's what makes it even worse because now you already had a bad energy about him for you right but now it's even worse yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's just it's a negative it's yeah. definitely a negative yeah that's, yeah. yeah that's, that's I, I don't like that and like he said he's like you don't even really know what we do but you want me to play this song exactly. that's like going into panda express asking for a fucking sandwich yeah, and they look at you all crazy and then you get mad <laughs> yeah like no sandwich here. Like, y'all can't make me a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you mad you came in the wrong store yeah like, like y'all got chicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, oh yeah, but to kind of touch on the um, like how Joe's like uh, platforms, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like his Instagram and stuff wasn't really that popping. Yeah, that was something like we really sat down and like talked. Like, yo, we got to do something to get your shit up. But not only that, more importantly for me is like uh, cross platform like symmetry as far as like every platform needs to be popping. Yeah, as popping as you are, and they all need to be similar. So like right now. The YouTube is what's lacking. Mm. Super, super deficient compared to like all his shit. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. But you see the views, right? Yeah. Those are all from other people's um, accounts. Those Uh, are from Mike Sherm's. Those are from, uh, who else do we have posted? Benny's. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All the big stuff is all from other people's platforms to get, you know, the the trickle off to Joe's pages. Uh Um, And it it works for the Uh most part. Like it's not on some crazy, you know, good numbers, but like. You know, FNN before, because that one's on um, Joe's platform, had like 2,000 views or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now that like the midnight video hit like 100,000 and Say Less is at like 200,000 and like, you know, all that. FNN now has like 7,000, I think, or mm-hmm. eight. And then his subscriber count went from like 30 something to like 150 something. I think it's about to be 150. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you got to post good content, but you got to get people to kind of go there other ways. And you take an L, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. having other people post our shit, it, it's great for the views. But, you know, look at his account. His account isn't doing the numbers that it should. Yeah. But it's getting the trickle off. So it's kind yeah. of like a give and take to get your shit up. Yeah. So that's kind of what we did for the, um, for like SoundCloud. You know, we used to do the reposts and stuff. Yeah. And same thing with um, Instagram, you know, yeah. do the school tour. Yeah. Get, you know, it's like we really, we find it really important to have all platforms on a different level of popping. Yeah. So, or at the same level of popping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it. I don't. It's I, hard though. It's hard. I, yeah. it's, I just think I don't. We don't have as much control over it as we think we do, too. We're like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and that's gonna do this, and then it doesn't happen, and then you try something else, and all of a sudden, like, it just blows up. 
Yeah, I don't really have an answer for the analytics. Like yeah. we we don't. That's Some well. That's the same thing with say less. Say less. Yeah. Just the song. It didn't even have a video. Mm-hmm. It's like eight hundred forty thousand now. And like I, I won't even say that's you know I'll say that's probably like his maybe top one of the top five songs. Yeah, but like I'm not gonna say it's number one at all. Right, you know what I mean? But it's you know <clears throat> shit just blows up sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Like yeah, but you can definitely influence it yeah. a lot though. And that that's the biggest thing about like the promotion and, and the marketing that we've tried to like really be on that shit heavy because we know how important it is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just continue to stay in the game. Yeah. As long as you stay in the game, you keep putting out quality content, content's going to win. You'll be good. Because you're going to look at all, I won't say competition, but you're going to look at everyone that that does things, I guess, comparable to what you do. Yeah. And you're going to start seeing people stop putting out as much music. Yeah. You're going to start seeing people quitting, start just quit they quit making music and they just go get a job at Walmart. You know, and then, <laughs> and then you still, you still going to keep Love rocking. You're still going to keep rocking. And what's going to happen is... It's people gonna be like, "Hey, Joe's still at it. He just dropped a hit the other day. Yeah, they gonna yeah. check it out." And it's just the word of mouth. It just starts blowing up. Everybody keeps talking because you guys are twenty three. Mm-hmm. Imagine when you're twenty seven. I'm already knowing. That's what I'm saying. That, that's it. what should drive you, man. It does. I mean, well, and that's something in my head. Like, I always felt like you can be in any position or at least close to it. Uh, five years time, if you dedicate yourself. Oh yeah. It's like a it's like a five year window because that's yeah. you know the same thing. Like I started college. Like I left in. Uh, the month after I graduated in 2014. Uh-huh. So it was like summer or somewhere around there, 2014. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 2019. Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw that post um, that I put, but it was that uh, that uh, gratitude card that I had wrote. Mm-hmm. And I put like, you know, just things I was grateful for you yeah. know, here and there. And uh, one of them, I was just like, sometimes I'll put stuff that I just envision, you know, on some like manifestation type shit. Yeah. And I put, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm grateful for this. Uh, internship at Paramount Recording Studio. Yeah, I signed it like that. February 2015. Damn. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? And like out of all the different possibilities that could have happened, because there was a lot of shit that like, you know, I interned at Atlantic Records and I didn't get the job afterwards. So, you know, that could have happened mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be at Paramount. Or like I got another interview at this uh, studio called Larrabee. Yeah. It's like we're two of the top mix engineers in the world um, camp out at basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like I got that interview and then I... Uh, I didn't get it. And then like a month later, they hit me up again trying to get me. But I was already with Paramount at the time. And then I was at another studio uh, working that my friend Ryan got me a job at. We went to audio school together. And then that one closed down. It was crazy. No, like the day after uh, I got told that the studio was shutting down, basically I was losing my job pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I got a call from Paramount that night when I came to Bakersfield. Holy shit. Yeah. Like 11 p.m. on some crazy shit. And I had been sending Paramount my resume since I started college. Oh my god! Yeah, Dang. I sent it probably like ten times, type shit. Oh my god! And then Consistency, timing. So they read it. They was like, "This nigga's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I heard a story about. Um, I don't know where I heard this from, but it was about. Uh, I think my uncle was telling me this. Um, it was a story about the this certain job. I forgot what the job was, but basically the gist of the story was that they did a whole bunch of interviews. And they didn't give anybody the job. Oh, the Gary V shit. Oh, that's yeah, a Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what Gary V ain't my uncle, but <laughs> shout out to Gary V. <laughs> That'd be dope if he was. <laughs> Gary V. He cracks me up because he always he has these 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 like this hand gestures. He's like the motherfucker making moves, doing things in the world. 
Tell your mom to fuck herself. You like, <laughs> oh what God. are you talking about, <laughs> hey, man? That ass, he be off the wall for sure. Yeah, he's like, you guys, you, you, you love it when I say things like, you know, fuck your mom, you know, <laughs> fuck your parents. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Some, but some of it, though, I like what he's doing. He's trying to empower the youth because the, the youth are basically their... Man, let me finish my story. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> Gary be like, fuck Keith Fingers. <laughs> uh, but basically the gist of the story was, um, I, whatever this job was, there was like, you know, three, four people that all applied for this job. They all went through the interview process and they all got denied the job. And then the person that got the job was the person that called back and was like, hey, like, why didn't I get the job? What is the reason? Like, what can I do better? And then eventually that person ended up getting a job. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the reason because they that persistence. Yeah, he was, yeah. like, the only one or something like that. Yeah. It was just a thank you email, I think. It was mm-hmm. just something saying, like, I appreciate the opportunity. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, they called him back in mm-hmm. and said, like, nobody got the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just think, I just think when you're, <laughs> when you're passionate or you're really good about good at something, it's kind of like you – you you take the no, but you like no. Nah, I can't just let this shit ride. Well, you care. Yeah, you yeah, care. care. And I did the same shit. Like when I when I left the internship at Atlantic, uh, I gave like the head ANR. Um, I think it's like the president ANR at Atlantic. Uh, Mike Karen gave him studio manager uh, Ray Ute and um, the head engineer Alex Toval at the time. I think he might still be a head engineer. I'm just not too sure, but mm-hmm. um, I gave them all like letters, like handwritten letters. I was like, thank you for the you know opportunity, whatever. And they ended up giving me a chance to become a second engineer. Obviously they didn't pick me, but you know, they gave me that opportunity because of, you know, that relationship that we built. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, um, lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Um, but, uh, oh yeah. But so it turns out, and I didn't even know this at the time, that Rayu, the studio manager at Atlantic, she used to work at Paramount. Mm-hmm. So who do you think they called when I got the internship or when I got the interview at Paramount? Oh wow! I was in my interview with the bosses, like in their office, and they was like, "Oh, you worked at Atlantic. I see. Like you got Rayu as your um your reference down there." I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, chopped it up. She was cool, whatever." Uh, he texted her in the interview. Mm-hmm. He was like, "What do you think of Nathan?" And then like like literally as I was sitting there. And then luckily, like, and we're still conversating. I didn't know he was doing this. And then he was like, well, she had nothing but good things to say about oh, she Showed me the phone. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that could have been the no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I be telling my friends all the time, like, because a lot of what I hear nowadays is a bunch of people talking behind each other's back. Mm-hmm. So I always tell them, like, you want to be the person that they speak highly of when you're not around. No matter right. what. Yeah. Right, you, you want you just want it to be good, some mm-hmm. positivity. Yeah, yeah. Ain't right. You don't want people doing like, man, Keith stinks, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the day, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, no, but that the persistency too, and everything about mm-hmm. that. But like not taking the note, that's like super crucial too. Because <laughs> it was crazy. I shouldn't have done this, but I was when I was doing the internship at Atlantic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to be for class credit. So, you know, it's like your last quarter of your last year or something like that. So Mm -hmm. it's only supposed to be like a month or two, Mm -hmm. maybe three months. Mm -hmm. Um, I stayed over because I didn't tell anybody I graduated. So I stayed at Atlantic in this internship for eight months. Shit. And they had no idea. And then eventually they were like, aren't you like, shouldn't you have like graduated? Or like, what's the (laughs) situation? Because, you know, you have to sign off on papers for this and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I was like, oh yeah, like I kind of graduated. 
<laughs> and they're just like, oh, dang. Well, <laughs> it was great, but we kind of have to, you know, it's like illegal at this point. Uh, so like, we kind of have to end it. She's yeah. like, I don't really want to, but like, you know, yeah. it's paperwork. So, but yeah, so it's like, you know, kind of went hand in hand. I feel like that also uh, helped me out when it Definitely. came to getting that reference. I, I think that every opportunity or no opportunity is an opportunity. Like the reason, and that doesn't make sense to people, but uh, there's a, Charlemagne talked about being fired four times. So, oh yeah, like the missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's 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 always setting up the next big thing. Yeah. Shout out Blueface. You know, another thing that we that you kind of learn, huh? What happened? Uh, shout out to Blueface. Next big thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Had to. Blueface, bleed him. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Um, Lost my train of thought. Thanks, Nate. Uh, <laughs> Set up the, the next big thing. Oh yeah. Set up the next big thing, man. Another thing too is is, is relationships are gold are gold. Like um uh the references like we talked about this a long time ago. The relationships you have with people are like a credit line. Yeah. You know, they could set up shit that you would normally never have. Yeah. There could be people that are always in someone's ear, like, I could do this, I could do that, but you're the one working doing things that other people aren't doing. So when your time comes, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Eddie is the truth. Yeah. Oh, Nate knows what he's doing. That quiet dude over there that's doing all that, yeah, that guy's the truth. Yeah. And it's because people are saying it. Like, if if less of it is coming from you and more from other people, that shit helps, too. Hell yeah. Every opportunity that I have now for myself, let's just say in my work career, came from the relationships. Yeah. They say it's who you know, right? Yeah. But it's also who will vouch for you. You can't in in entertainment. I don't think you can get a legit job without knowing somebody. No, just in sure. life, it's got to be some type of <laughs> yeah. In it's life, it's got to be a connection. especially in entertainment. Yeah, there's got to be a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't got no connections, man, you're gonna end up just unless like you really just happen to blow up off of your own shit mm-hmm. randomly. Because like, now, fucking... now your credential is your your product. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, but other than that, like, nah, everybody can't be Lil Nas X. At all. Most people won't be a little Nas X. That shit crazy. Yeah, that yeah. shit is ridiculous. He just got off the charts not too long ago. He was on that shit like every week. Yeah. I got tired of him and that goddamn horse. <laughs> <laughs> they remixed that shit so many times. Yeah. I like his EP though. Yeah, no, it's actually good music. I like his EP, sure. man, for sure. Shout out to Take a Day Trip. It's like one of my favorite production duos. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I just had to say that. Yeah, <laughs> he had a remix with the ba- with the baby on uh, uh, on Old Town Road. No, not Old Town Road. Uh, Panini. Panini, Panini, yeah, Panini. Yeah, like I I told uh, when it when the EP came out, I told Keith, I was like, "Yo, this is a cool EP." Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the, the the thing that sucks about having this super hit record is the record can become bigger than you. Oh yeah, I've talked. You know what I'm saying? But if you still drop a pretty good project after that, they're like, okay. Yeah. And uh, he, I feel like that's how come we all feel about him now. It's like, yeah. oh, he's actually like pretty decent. At yeah, he's pretty mm-hmm. decent. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want him to keep making remixes of the Old Town Road. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be the shit. lyrics gonna be all fuck. Some people can tell me something. <laughs> the thing that got me, the thing that had me hot was that. Billy Ray Cyrus low-key took over that song. Yeah. Like, when they played it in the NBA finals and all uh, that stuff well, like that. Well, of course, though, he had to be that one. Yeah. Because no, no companies or businesses would vouch for the song if it was just him still. Yeah. So they had to. But that's that was the whole great part about the country, you know, mm, the yeah. charts. And, and he had, like, a like a rap element to it. 
Mm-hmm. Like Billy was like Half down cross town Living <laughs> like a rock song <laughs> That's hard I was like damn You should you, get in your country back bro I think you might make some Cold shit Hey man <laughs> You know what A lot of country Has a lot of rap elements to it A lot it's pretty much the same shit. He sent me a song recently. That shit was kind of slapping. Who was yeah, it? that bug was hard. Who was it? it wasn't Blake Shelton, was <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. It's Blake Shelton? It's called like God's... God's... Uh, God's Country? Country, yeah. Yeah. You got to hear that mug. That mug slapped. Yeah. I, actually, I was... Because I work with Toyota. So, um... We uh the guy the if you get the, the audio put it up to the mic. <laughs> the store manager sent me a bunch of footage and he was like, "Hey, could you edit together like a highlight thing um, for us to show at our meeting?" And then I was editing footage and then like because the Toyota you would think that it's like you know like a obviously it's like a foreign right. uh, where they made in Japan or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But this whole conference or this whole talk or whatever it's called was really like a bunch of bunch of. Uh, Country music loving people. It's a bunch right. of bunch, basically a bunch of white people, and uh, <laughs> and they had Blake Shelton there. They had freaking Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, uh, one other guy. Who's the guy that was in McFarland? The uh, uh, Kevin Cosner. Yeah, Kevin Cosner. He's also a musician, so they had him there. Him there. But basically, I heard um, Blake Shelton performing a song, and I was like, and I put it up to my Shazam, and then it was like. I looked up the video and stuff, and I was like, "Yo, this song is pretty fire." Yeah, this song is good. Yeah, some of it slaps. Uh, yeah. I don't really be diving too deep into country, but I know some of it's just. Yeah, like, I can't listen. I used to, to have regular. like a burning hatred for country. Really, <laughs> really? It was just like I don't know. It was just some immature shit. Like country yeah. trash. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not really yeah, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, but their their production, their uh, their mixes are always so fucking clean. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing that I've come to like appreciate about country is like the mixes are so great mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm you think it's the instruments? Obviously, um, the engineer's doing his job, but like. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, I don't know, just from, it's more of like a top to bottom. They're just uh, getting the best possible, um, like, recording situation. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, hip hop shit. It's just some dude, usually some guy just making beats on his laptop, mm-hmm. FL Studio. Sound selection might not be that great. Yeah. He's mixing on like shitty speakers, so he doesn't really he doesn't know what it really sounds like. And then yeah. you know when it comes to mixing it, they might not even get the stems, so they might just mix to the two track. Yeah, and then it kind of just you know mm-hmm. doesn't come out that great. But from, you know that like country and shit, they start from the ground up. They're like actually we're using the best the mics, we're playing the shit, right. we're yeah. like, overdubbing. Like yeah. all right, now this is the song here, Blake Sheldon. Uh, it's called God's Country. This shit got fifty nine million views. Wait, you can? I think you can hook up to the Bluetooth. Really? Yeah. I ain't trying to. All that man, it's just gonna sound it. It's, the mix is gonna be off. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is some trap. <laughs> Am I gonna get like it? Like a co- they're gonna get copyrighted for this? On uh, what SoundCloud? <laughs> no, I mean, this, this, this is from uh, YouTube. No, I'm saying we our stuff is on SoundCloud. Who's gonna copyright? Oh, us? yeah. This is something I listen to with Boot Barn. <laughs> oh, shit. You gotta wait for that that hook that for that uh that bass to hit. Yeah, 
This is like the song he should close his show out to and yeah. just walk off stage. Everybody's like, oh my god. Yeah. All right. So you guys get the you get the point. There. Yeah, I'm rocking with it. It's not bad. Yeah. It sounds like it like you know when a rapper about to really lay some shit down. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gonna sample that in like ten years. Yeah. Like I heard that on Chuckers Mind Podcast. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Tell you what about that podcast? They love taters and they love country. (laughs) 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 Oh man! All right, man. Well, I think I think we've given our listeners a lot of content. Well, uh, one last question: Uh, What's some goals you have in mind? You know, I of course, you know, some of the prestigious Grammy Award for engineering and stuff like that. What what uh, what kind of stuff do you want to do? Um, that type of stuff, definitely. It, but those aren't even like my main goals. You know what I mean? Like stuff. I really want them, of course. Like I really, really want a platinum plaque. Mm-hmm. I want to hang that shit up in my studio. Like mm-hmm. give that shit to my mom, type shit. You know what I mean? Like damn. And um, so like of course I want that. Like Grammys, incredible. You know, it's like one of the most prestigious honors. Um, it's a little industry sometimes, the Grammy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not really like completely influenced by the culture, but mm-hmm. um, you know, that it's still at the end of the day, it's like you made one of the best bodies of work that entire yeah. year. Yeah. Of yeah. all music. So mm-hmm. that's incredible too. But I mean, really kind of just what we talked about earlier, like the main goals that I really think about all the time that I really want to do is, you know, bring something back here for the city. I want to open up my own recording studio professionally at a level of like I wanna like go in on a business with Paramount to where I bring like an allocation of Paramount to Bakersfield. Yeah. yeah. That type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. That That's really my biggest goal. And if, I, I think honestly the biggest one out of all of them is to get Joe's career to pop. Mm-hmm. That That's really like my main shit. Cause ideally I want to be, you know, a personal recording, mixing, mastering and uh, engineer, but also management, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying for him. And then, you know, to the next level is like, create my own label type of thing i'd really love to put on other people from bakersfield because people ask me a lot if like you know if i manage any other artists or if i if i want to um it's way too much work to do that now it's too way too much work and money and i don't think i have enough ideas to spread to more than one person yeah um because i want you know saying put everything towards that but you know i definitely want to do that too like i want to have that that's probably my main one is get to to get his shit to pop um yeah Big moves, and of course, it'll evolve. You know, it'll change to something else, and like add on to it. And it's just a bunch oh, of different man. stuff. With the puberty there for a second, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let it slide, but he turned thirteen for a hot second. Like, He's like, like, I knew it was gonna happen. I gotta make sure I get Joe Maynard's popping. <laughs> hey, I'm surprised it only happened once. To be honest, yeah, that's funny. My raspy. Yeah, start getting a pimple outbreak and yeah. braces start coming back. I was like, damn, yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man, how to get one right <laughs> that, at the end too. That, that, that soul food getting him. <laughs> what? That fried <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man! Sheesh! All right, man. Well, if you're listening, you made it to the end of this podcast. We appreciate appreciate you for listening. Oh, now you got a stutter. Huh? Yeah, they got a stutter problem. Hey, turn, bro. You gotta say some fucked up shit. <laughs> hey, I'm good. All right, well. Thank you for listening once again. This is episode 79. Thank you for listening to Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Fings. We're out of here. All right, peace.